you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. Use their granddaughter's scooter to help defend them. Any weapon is good for me. If I can get you off of me and my husband, that's what I'm going to do. So I used the scooter, broke it in half. The couple's adult daughter called police. (laughs) What? So I used the scooter, I broke it in half. So funny, again, nail on the head. The hashtag this week is I broke it in half. (laughs) Now, the visionary unknown star that you just heard that uh, wonderful piece. That's a piece. It is. The wonderful piece that we just heard came from none other than a woman, a beautiful woman actually named Aretha Cardinal. Okay. Of Texas. She's (laughs) a grandmother. Okay. Which means she's a mother and a grandmother. Okay. (laughs) And to make a very long story short, some machete wielding robbers attempted to rob her home and basically murder. They had on clown masks. Oh, they're going to try to kill her and her husband and rob their their family. Um, And so when it happened, uh, again, young Aretha, (laughs) you know, shout out to Nicki Minaj. But young (laughs) Aretha said that she grabbed her grandson's um, scooter, broke it in half. Our grand grandchild scooter broke it in half and beat the robbers off of them, oh, off of shit. her and her husband. You know, broke it in half. So, <laughs> like but a- again, this is a celebration of Black women here at the Friend Zone podcast. We celebrate and uplift them every single week. Yeah, and Young Aretha deserves to be celebrated because what she said was, "I broke it in half." So she grabbed the scooter and she broke it in half. I, I found that to be very <laughs> encouraging when it came to <laughs> making the best of what you have. Okay, and actually taking advantage of your network and your resources, right? Mm -hmm. She saw what was available to solve. She's a solution-based woman, obviously. She saw what it would take to solve the problem, which was getting the motherfuckers up off of her husband. She grabbed the uh, scooter, okay? But then... The important part is not only did she utilize the resource, but she made the best of it by what? I broke it in half. So you got to take the things that you got. And sometimes you might have to break them in half. (laughs) But you get the job done. See, I was thinking about this mentally. And, you know, the part that you like, you know, so say you riding it. But instead of that, you turn it the other way and maybe you like step it in it. Mm. Maybe. 
I don't know though, because there's like a plethora of things she could have did. Because you know the handle is his own. I would pay to see did. that surveillance. I know shot. that's what I wanted. Like I want to know how she did. Just like you know, let me just clap. But you would have grabbed that scooter and done what? Yeah. Broke, broke it, it in half. half. <laughs> so thank you. The hashtag this week is I broke it in <laughs> half. Whatever challenges come your way this week, grab whatever you have in your your resources and your network and break them motherfuckers in half. Yes. Be ambitious this week. And with that being said, and most importantly understood, it's time for the QTNAs. Yes. Which are the questions that need answers and questions that niggas is asking. Shout out to you for still celebrating black women each and every week. Here Thank you. Amen, Dustin. You know, I came out of one. <laughs> Amen. It's personal. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I, too, oh have a black mother. Question <laughs> one. Okay. My chest. Which one of y'all said that Ella May? Oh, oh God. No. Had that big ass dress on at the 61st annual Grammy Awards because it was a person underneath there with smelling salts, Red Bull, jumper cables, and them ambulance paddles that you gotta say clear before you use because she ain't got no personality. Oh, Which one of y'all no. said it? Who said it? Who said that's what was under the goddamn She's dress? So cute. Who said that? Yo, can I say though that dress? You didn't like it? I want to rug that color now. <laughs> that deep indigo. It was a beautiful yes, color. It was. I was like, oh, that's like rich. She had her hair really like nasty. she was going <laughs> skinny. The fact that you saw a goddamn rug. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was my, my focus. <laughs> it was because she had her hair like she was going to the skating rink. <laughs> All right. Now, <clears throat> question two. <sighs> Which one of y'all <laughs> said that the creative difference that caused Ariana Grande to cancel her performance once again at the 61st Annual Grammy Awards, okay, <laughs> after submitting three song choices, okay? So who said that the creative difference after three song choice submittals, okay, was actually because she wanted 150 lookalike dancers and the producer said, and I quote, I don't give a damn what that heifer sings. I ain't looking at all them damn ponytails. Who said it? Which one of y'all said it? Who was it? (laughs) And now. (laughs) And now. I don't give a damn what she's singing. I ain't looking at them ponytails. Okay. Now, question three. But but Curtis, wait, we just. (laughs) Question three. Which one of y'all. Okay, said that the real reason that Katy Perry removed those controversial blackface women's footwear from her website and stores. Okay, so who said this was the reason? Was that because Lily from SWV, okay, quote unquote, rolled up on her backstage at what? The 61st Annual Grammy Awards (laughs) and said... What's up with them shoes, bitch? Who said it? That's why the shoes came down. Who said it? <laughs> Who said it? <laughs> and with that being said, and most importantly understood, <laughs> I would like to welcome everyone to the Friend Zone, which is your uh, weekly. And when I say you, I mean each and every one of you with a listening ear right now. Yes. It's your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Somebody turn off his mic. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Not me or whoever was under LMA's dress. Oh hey, Fran, how you doing? 
How are you, Dustin Ryan? Doing good. Doing real good. How was yeah. your weekend? Weekend was amazing. I watched the 61st Annual Grammy Music Awards. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they were fantastically awful. Uh, congratulations to everyone who won that should have won. Yes. You know, uh, my emotions and heart are tied up more than I would like in the Grammy Awards. And that's what I understood this weekend. So I'm going to work on that by next February so I can be a little bit more detached because I'd be getting <laughs> mad for real. What got you mad? Well, are we talking about the Grammys during Music Man? No, we can do it right now. Oh, what got now? you mad? Well, first of all, A-O-T-Y. Once again, let's talk about the album of the year, which to me needs to be redefined. I think the criteria needs, you know, it's just old. Mm. We've moved on. We don't even buy music, period. And we definitely don't buy it the same way. Mm -hmm. So things need to change. An album of the year to me, don't give a damn what the traditional definition is. I know I was wrong now. I've learned. However, I still don't care. I said what I said. <laughs> An album of the year needs to be about albums that dominated the year. And I'm tired of them getting it wrong. You can call it residual anger from self-titled. You can call it a little bit more leftover from the lemonade. But mm. I just, album of the year a has just been. good kid, Mad City. Mm. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so, you know, other but than But I that, will say Casey Musgraves' album is very it good. Is. I'm sorry, Dustin. I love it you. It is good. It is really good, though. I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, because like, I seen her on Drag Race once, He's and I was like, betrayed. who is this? And saw her in some music. I was like, okay, this is cool. And I She was kept like, the hair, because did you see that wig she had on at the yeah, Grammys? Yeah, I didn't get the vision on that. But I figured it was paying homage to Dolly Parton, so. Her Dolly Parton hair um, <laughs> is supposed to look like that. <laughs> But I will say this, Casey Musgraves, I think she's a very pretty woman. Um, and I think she dress. has style. That red ruffle dress was so cute. So cute. Um, but, you know, it was just hard to really, you know, stand a little bit when I didn't even want her to be standing up. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, that was the problem. Yeah, no, I, for I me. definitely feel that. You know, shout out to Cardi B. She won a Yay. Grammy. Yep. And what I loved most about seeing her win was that was literally sheer joy on mm -hmm. her face. Oh, when she was trembling. That was I sheer that joy. in my body. And, and shout out to PJ Morton. Oh, yes. PJ Morton. Yes. Brought it yes. on home. Oh. Oh, man. And he posted a video of when he came home in the airport. They had, what do they call it? The second line? Oh, Meet him at the airport to congratulate That's him. Amazing. I was like, are you kidding? That's amazing. Hometown love. That's and of course, shout out to about. Yeba Smith because she also won a Grammy. She too won a Grammy. <laughs> and yes. who else? Oh, her. I was very her. excited about her. Me too. I'm glad Yeba Deba did it too. No. <laughs> Her outfit was so dope. You know, I love that color. Who? Yeah, her. Just <laughs> you know who? And you know, oh, the, she I, I don't care what so nobody great. say. That's Tiana from Empire. Oh my God! <laughs> who was your favorite performance of the night? Jennifer only, if you Lopez. Could only pick one. Cut it out. <laughs> Cut that out. Well, y'all know my favorite thing to do is to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I know who your favorite performance of the night was. Who? <laughs> um, Fantasia. Hmm. The song oh. was sung. Do you hear me? I know she was feeling to take off them shoes. But uh, look, but you know, you see no, okay. <laughs> they, went, they, they strapped in there. I was like, now you know you can't get out of these. She was like, I know, I know. It's going to be a struggle. Like, And then got out there and still did the damn thing. That was your fave? Yeah, that Aww. was an amazing performance. Yolanda Adams, Fantasia, and... Um, Andre Day. Uh, Barbarella. Rihanna's oh, no. twin. Who is no. Barbarella? Who was? Uh, I don't listen. She looked like she I was sitting under the dryer. Rise up. Yeah. That's her song, right? She needs to rise up know. from under the dryer <laughs> with that wig. Her wig looked like a hair dryer. I feel like she was trying to give her a look. It was, it was, 
Well, I was she had looking. the same Casey she was trying. wig. She was trying. Yeah. The little thigh highs. Both of them had them Tierra Marie wigs on. Uh, <laughs> but, so, Sante, who was your favorite performance of the night? Um, I really did like Cardi's performance. Oh, yeah. Cardi really, nailed that. I feel like um, you can say all of whatever you can say, right? <laughs> but for me, I think there are just very key moments like in pop and hip hop and stuff like that. And this is one of those moments. Like, this was definitely a great moment for her and her career, and I'm so happy for her. But then this is also just, like, a great overall moment, like, in history. Like, I feel like in performance history, like, that's how good her performance was. Because she's somebody that we've kind of seen, like, grow along the way. And then here she comes, and she dominates the industry Mm -hmm. and the Grammys and shows out and then takes this award home. And I loved watching her win because it was so amazing to see how humble she was and how she's always oh, been that I know. way. She couldn't get the words out. And then when she uh, dedicated to Mac Miller and his family, that like, video in particular struck a chord with me. That, took that was me sheer out. joy. Yes. When she was jumping up and down Asante. Yes. Like that really took me out. And then to see her celebrating with her sister, Hennessy, mm-hmm. like, you know, people that she's just really been around with and like her to just be so humble and then for her to be so blessed with her family and all this. It's amazing. It was just a great moment. And shout out to her stylist, Colin Carter, for <laughs> literally creating a fashion moment. That that vintage uh, Mugler archive shit she had on. All four looks too, right? Levels. Do you hear me? To even have a fashion house like that allow you to do something as aggressive and movement as perform. Hell yeah. I would be so shook. There was one point where her necklace fell off and my heart dropped. I was like, somebody pick it up, please. Shit. Because it's expensive. So they nailed it. That was, that was, that was what makes being excited about musicians and music artists. That's what it's all about. Those kind of moments. Yeah. So shout out to them for keeping that flame alive yeah. when they could have yes. been up there in some Angel Brinks. Uh, and I was telling us something. I, I think for award shows, I'm trying to keep it going. I think for award shows, you got to have fun. You have to. You got to have fun. Yep. And I love that she's kind of bringing that spirit back. Which, strange enough, Lady Gaga, who's the one you always expect to like turn it up, kind of came a little more subdued. First of all, Lady Gaga, this whole, her look during this whole A Star Is Born like run, Just she looked like, like Yes Jules. Y'all seen Yes <laughs> Jules with her hair, her hair grew out? Cut it out. Yes. This Jules look like Lady Gaga from Shallow. <laughs> I died where somebody retweeted the picture of Lady Gaga and Cardi. Oh, and yeah. She's talking about she giving her the 100. Oh, no. Of 100 people were in the room. <laughs> that shit took me out. That is hilarious. I know she must hate that. She's like, why the Whoa. fuck? My favorite performance is Brandy Carlisle. It's a song called The Joke. You remember the lady with the guitar? She can sing her ass off. That song, that record, we all were like, oh, shit. She just kept being in the way. Every category I wanted somebody to win in, the second nomination was always Brandy Carlisle. I'm like, God damn. Rightfully so, because she's great. You know who else I really love seeing perform? So she can sing the shit. Yeah, Yeah, that that song had me dead. That was actually really, really my favorite vocal performance. Janelle Monae. Her whole performance set, like, she just comes so very far. And then to see her throwing at the very end, like, the, uh, you know, the pussy lip pants and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was just like, work, Janelle Monae, for letting people, like, know, like, what time it's been and what time it still is. I also just love black women with guitars. Yes. Something about that just really. The talent and the creativity shines through. That Janelle Monae, like, that's on a, that artistry, that level of artistry, to see it performed on a stage as big as the Grammys, that's an experience. Yeah. 
Yes. Mm. So shout out to her for even having that and then being able to execute it as well as she did. That was great. It was. She Who don't want some pants that look like Coochie? <laughs> oh my God. We and was guitar just see her guitar. I was going to say clear. the clear one. It was Ooh. really dope. She had an off-white guitar. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Alicia Keys had a good guitar, I think, at one point. Oh, no, nah, she was just doing a piano. No, I just saw the piano. Um, but she did have a performance. She did the double piano. Which was yes, a nod was to, dope. she Bonkers. named the lady that it was a nod to. That was a, one of the great piano players back in the day. Oh, mm-hmm. who had Black done that woman. originally? And oh, that was her. It was that. paying homage to her. What? It was so dope. That was beautiful. She did a great job. The yeah. talent jumped out. I, I tweeted that night, too. I said, Alicia Keys had to remind you hoes. I said, including me, <laughs> what time it was. Yeah, she was she, having a good night. For real. She, she did was. great with that medley. And as a host, I think she did a great job. I know people were skeptical because that's usually a slot given to comedians mm-hmm. to kind of keep the show animated and hyped. But I think she did great. And I love she wasn't telling no crazy or silly, corny yeah. joke. She, she was wasn't trying to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. She was just being Alicia Keys. Yep. I, I wanted her to hit that pose she hit in them bootcut jeans. You know that picture where she's like doing a jail pose with one leg out? Oh, my God. <laughs> I wanted her to just come back from commercial Jade one time. Jade always retweets that picture. I'm like, what <laughs> is it with you? It's amazing. That's a staple. Like, that's like ingrained. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Diana Ross. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, who was out there with Dua Lipa um, with her guitar? St. Vincent. St. Vincent. Her I guitar was really Really dope. That was dope, and Dua Lipa was sharp as hell. I yes. want the record to reflect yes, her she hair was. and shit. I'm like, both of them, their bobs were yeah, sleek. Yeah, they looked good together, but Dua Lipa was having a night. Like she, when she came up for her award too, I was like, damn. Like, whatever that bronzer she had on, I was like, girl, you're looking so good. You're looking good, Dua okay. Lipa. You know, it's just really pretty. Good. Shining, 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 shining. Yeah. Dua Lipa, Lipa. <laughs> yes, but Diana Ross. <sighs> When her grandson was out there. Oh, my God. I was like, oh. And his mom, like, mommying from the audience. Yeah. She's like, okay, go, go. <laughs> like, everything we practice, go, go. Yes, that was so <laughs> cute. I was like, He was oh. great. Yes. He was a natural. He was playful. He got the, like, comedic timing of his joke. And then to see the Rosses, like Tracy Ellis out there, and Evan in the audience, so I was like, and Rondo on the phone during after the Motown oh tribute. Oh my god, that was Crystal's favorite part. <laughs> that was what? <laughs> like, girl, I don't know what the she fuck. She's like, happened. somebody make me a gift. Okay. <laughs> and what you think Ooh. Diana Ross said when Dua Lipa introduced herself and told her her name? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I say it again, sweetheart. Now, now, what'd you say, you was sweetheart? Do it, do it. Oh, do it, oh, do it. Huh? Lipa Okay Dua Lipa Oh nice to meet you <laughs> Dustin Ross So congratulations <laughs> Do Say what Do uh, uh, Do uh, oh Dua <laughs> She had that big ass She was trying to get out that dress And here come Dua Lipa Talking about Oh it's my d- dream come true To meet you uh, What What Dua What <laughs> It was okay, so I have to ask. Oh Lord. What did y'all think of J Lo having the Motown review? I was I was asleep during that, wasn't I? You were actually. Yeah. You act so I missed it. You definitely were asleep. It was just like on Dream Girls when they did Cadillac Car and it was the jam. And then when it went to TV, it was like <laughs> Got me a Cadillac, Cadillac, oh, Cadillac. My Got me a Cadillac car. <laughs> it was just like that. Damn. So I'm glad I didn't go back and watch that. It didn't even exist to me. <laughs> yep. Damn. I 
I don't, I just want to understand. And it don't have nothing to do, let's be clear, because the first thing people are going to do is think that this is an attack on J-Lo, and it's not. J-Lo did what she was there to do, Mm -hmm. and she's a great performer, you know, she's a great actor, you know, and she's a great performer. But I do think we have to hold her accountable. So what is she? She should have said no. Well, yeah. So what was, you know, (laughs) what was said? (laughs) I think she should have said no. I think everybody, (laughs) you know. With her position, she should have been like, here are people that should do it. Yep. She could have made a little cameo. She could have did a dance tribute, which would have been out cold. Yeah, been a part of it. Mm -hmm. But for her to do the whole thing, I really am lost of all the black talent. She did Dancing in the Street and Please Mr. Postman. And the salsa. I was like, what is happening? Which I have the Motown is Detroit. (laughs) Detroit and L.A., right? That's why I was like, I don't. I, really I think everybody know. was looking like that meme of that girl in um, couples court in that blue shirt with the banged long wig. <laughs> everybody was looking like that while the performance was going on. But, you know, what can we say? This is a gift someone used. Yup, Tamar being just like, <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Wow. It's just too much. So, yeah. Anyway. J-Lo, girl. Wow. Yeah, I'm glad I was sleep through that. It we'll always have Selena. Never existed to me. I love the Grammys. There's mm-hmm. no award show. As, as troubled as it is, Damn. because it is, you know, a popularity contest in a lot of ways, and they do change the rules every year depending on, like, who they need to win politically, mm-hmm. I still love it. It'll me too. It'll forever excite me. I feel the same way. And there's nothing like that feeling to seeing someone who you feel deserves to win, win. I know. That sensation is addictive. That's why we keep watching, even though they keep saying, no Vaseline, every year when it's time for <laughs> album of the year. Out of all the award shows, I would like love to go to the Grammys. Oh. I would love to win one for best yes. comedy album. Oh. I would love that would to be amazing. Be, I went with Claude. Yeah. You went to the Grammys, friend? Years ago. Oh, man. Yeah. And we were pretty young, so it was pretty awesome. I was friend. like, <laughs> <laughs> I saw Rihanna up close, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> she looks nothing. <laughs> as beautiful as she is already, mm-hmm. we we haven't experienced her. Like, she's an experience in person. Oh, and then when I saw her, she had the pixie cut. Oh, my God. Oh, so she was, so she oh was just God. in full, like, fierce, you know, oh, my God, her fierce glory. And I saw her in Breezy. At that time. So it was wow. bugged out. But yeah, I wow. mean, it was an experience. And I was more so proud for Claude. Cause oh, what a time. That was a really cool time. But oh, I just will forever get excited. The red carpet. You All know? of that. Shout out to Nina Parker, too. She looked good. And she was Nina actually featured by um, Parker. Elle Canada featured her as like one mm. of the best dressed. Nina Parker? Yes. I missed it. Yep. I, that's huge for Elle Magazine to recognize. Yeah. So she's shout been out, out to here her. working. She has a yes. new dating show. Yes, she that does. Is doing extremely well. I think it's getting like millions. Oh, oh. I love that color. Mm, baby Nina Parker ain't parked. That's for damn <laughs> show. Okay. She is in the, on the move. Shout out to Nina Parker out here working. Yeah, oh wow, that's so bomb! Mm-hmm. So it's like a sheer train. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's like my favorite color right now. Mm-hmm. I'm having a very like yeah. dark green velvet mm-hmm. mode. I, yeah, I was we were looking my at blind. couches for Jade, and I was all stealing the blinds like that. that you had posted because mm-hmm. you know I screenshotted Joe's stories, 
they saw I was going to order the ones that you had, but you got the linen color. And yeah. so I was trying to find like a good green color. But then I had to go back and find the uh, the right curtains that was going to complement that. I was like, damn, this is taking too long. Oh, so, my God. <laughs> now I'm in a whole No, we're going to get into that. That's what my wellness yeah, segment uh, is okay. about. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go on ahead and get on down the line. Because I thought it was just us nesting, but so many people were tweeting me and emailing me like, can y'all keep talking about house stuff? I was like, y'all oh, really yeah. want to hear that? Okay. Well, well, we'll get on down the line then. Right, we'll get there. We ain't there yet, but we'll get there. So you know how my weekend was because I was with you watching the damn Grammys before I passed <laughs> out. But uh, I've been moving. I've been moving. Hey. I've been moving. But we're going to come back to that when I'm like fully settled and stuff and I'll share my story and how that's going. <laughs> Y'all ready to jump into the show? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Well, we had an episode last week. What was the title of the episode? I don't have my... Say yes to the dress. Say yes to the dress. (laughs) As you can see, I'm off my game today. So we had an episode called Say Yes to the Dress, which cracks me up that we really named it that. And Say Yes to the Dress was on my television all week, which made it extra funny every time I saw it. (laughs) But as, oh, oh, and where we talked about gender performance. Yes. And as always, you guys had a ton to say. I really like that episode, by the way. Yes. I'm really proud of us. I'm I'm very thankful for the conversations we've been having, how much we're learning. Absolutely. Who stood out to you, Asante? Um, I want to go ahead and give a shout out in the emails to Anonymous. Anonymous subject is gender performance slash black masculine lesbian. Uh, On your episode, Say Yes to the Dress, you mentioned gender performance. I'm a masculine presenting black lesbian, and I've experienced lovers who didn't appreciate me embracing my feminine side. I'm not going to wear dresses or anything like that, but I do like to receive flowers sometimes, and I like to be pampered at times. Other than that, I've been told I'm very much like a man due to my attire, personality, hobbies, and things I like, but I do enjoy my feminine side as well. Sexually, I enjoy taking charge but I also like to be dominated and seduced at times. I date feminine women, and I've yet to date one who appreciates that I embrace my masculinity and my femininity. I will treat you like a queen, whisk you away on a vacation, cook for you, give you massages, and other times I want her to take control, give me flowers, and if she wants sex to initiate it. I'm not going to turn her down. It It seems like most, if not all, get lost on my outer appearance and think there's no femininity to me and try to treat me as they would a man. Sometimes I want to be held too, and it doesn't have to lead to sex. A nigga likes to just cuddle sometimes. <laughs> Other times I experience the ones who focus on my, me being pretty and want to see me in a dress and try to make me be girly, and that's a hard no in my book, fam. Maybe in the bedroom on some role-play shit, but I digress. So far I've been unsuccessful at finding someone who accepts me as I am and is comfortable with embracing both feminine and masculine in me as I do. Thanks for everything, guys. I love you. Oh, that was an awesome message. Right, we love you too, no matter what. Okay, you know, <laughs> I don't have a lot of stuff, friends up here and stuff, so I figured I would just, you know, share some stuff perspective, pretend like, oh, well, that's well said, stuff friend, and that was anonymous. So. That would be a great combo to have on the show. Right. We should try to get a couple. Like, do we know anyone? Maybe we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> or a couple that would be open to discussing. Right, <laughs> right, right. I can think of one person. <laughs> well, who stood out to you, friend? Um, I'm actually tipping into Dustin's Twitter streak. Come on game. over, streak. come on over, baby. <laughs> Shit, I'm going to start going to the SoundCloud streets since you're in them Twitter streets I know, all the time. I've been in the Twitter streets. Sorry, SoundCloud, I love you. So, Victoria, who goes by a vocalist rival, I'm actually familiar with Victoria because she came to my wellness retreat in Seattle a come couple years Victoria. back. Victoria. 
She said this gender performance topic is interesting. After I got the Dora Milaje haircut, I started wearing more makeup and bigger earrings to make sure I still looked feminine without hair. And I remember that's something that Maya, because y'all remember when Maya buzz cut her hair on YouTube Mm because she was kind of frustrated that her brand was all about natural hair. Like, that's all people wanted to see. So she was like, I'm going to cut this shit off. And that was her kind of rebellion to stick to what she wanted to create and not what people were expecting of her brand. And I remember her struggling with that for a while when she cut it off, just feeling like she had to play up her femininity more because she started noticing that men, as beautiful as Maya Washington is, men were kind of like not checking for her anymore. And which, you know, she felt like she kind of been written off, especially in the dating scene, which is bugged out, right? Right. Like, it's how beyond can hair bugged change out. That? Like, so these are really important conversations. Thank you so much, Victoria. I do want to say um, the honey pot. Remember that I had yeah. mentioned? So <laughs> I just have to share because people really had me laughing. So remember it has... Uh, herbal mixtures so in, <laughs> I haven't tried it remember I was just sharing that women were suggesting I try it <laughs> so apparently it has a cooling effect <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> a coochie cool down <laughs> so it's like icy hot in your so it coochie. really is a menthol like we said it's a menthol like a little Vicks vapor yes and so oh, there were no. some Newport. women <laughs> <laughs> with pleasure so some women were tweeting me <laughs> <laughs> Some women were tweeting me like, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Some women were like, "Woo!" Wow, my coochie need to get used to this. <laughs> Some didn't love it. They were like, they like the wash because they could handle that. But as far as like sticking that a cooling. tampon or not oh. a tampon, it was the pad. Uh, as far as having a pad that has a cooling effect, some women loved it, some didn't. So I'm just throwing that out there. Obviously, I still think the brand is incredible, but I do want to make sure that you're aware. No, nothing wrong with a little breeze. <laughs> right. Cool breeze. That the botanical ingredients do have a cooling effect. And if that's not your thing, maybe it is. You know what it reminds me of? You you ever use the peppermint Dr. Bronner's? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and when you already know what I'm so saying. Hell yeah. Yo. Certain sections, you be in the shower like, wow. And don't let Shit. me be high as hell having a shower with that. I'd be like, damn, like, why am I? You start thinking about last Friday. <laughs> Night, you'd be like, Wait a minute, did I? <laughs> no, it's the goddamn soap. <laughs> Last Friday night, <laughs> burning up. Oh, my heart is not burning. <laughs> my pubic hair burning up. You'd be like, God no damn. Fire. You talking about them crabs fighting back. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my darling, Clementine, okay? <laughs> Did you show your company? <laughs> so I had to share that just so that you'd be warned. <laughs> but I wait, I have another one. Oh, um, another one. <laughs> 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 so Shane Lizard, also known as My 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 On The Move on Twitter, said, listening okay. to Friends Own, po- Friends Own Pod's conversation about gender performance and relationships, and it made me think about the intersectional experiences that affect gender performance, like racism, colorism, and fat phobia. As a plus-size woman of color, I notice how I perform my 
Wait, I notice how I perform. My gender. Okay, hold on, English friend. No, I you noticed- got this shit. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. You take your time. I notice how I perform. My gender differs from how my feminine friends, because of our experiences, access to certain resources and role models. Um, I didn't think I could be sexy until recently because I didn't see sexy plus size women of color until social media made those women accessible and started to market to us. And even then, they're still unacceptable type. So that's another intersection as well. Mm -hmm. The fat phobia and Mm -hmm. the racism. So many levels to gender performance. So, so thankful that you guys shared your experiences with us. Dustin, who did you find? (laughs) I'm in the Twitter streets. I want to give a huge shout out to at SweetFaceK, spelled just the way it sounds, who tweeted the satisfaction of whooping ass in Uno five times in a row (laughs) and attached one of the most confident selfies I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) So just look up Sweet Face K and please find that tweet. It is actually one of my 2019 faves (laughs) and we only in month two. Just got here. (laughs) Um, I also want to give a huge shout out to the city city rather of Sandusky, Ohio. Now, little background. Everybody knows I'm a roller coaster and theme park buff. That's like my nerd moment. Love it. Know all the stats. My favorite park and the best park in the world, which is called Cedar Point, is in Sandusky, Ohio. Point. So anytime, see, so Fran know what's up. So you remember any, I was just in Ohio, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> that was our vacation spot. So Fran, anytime I see anything about Sandusky, Ohio, it always you know registers for me. So, but shout mm-hmm. out to them. According to NPR, this is who tweeted this. It says the small city of Sandusky, Ohio, which shade, but yes, has declared <laughs> election day a paid holiday. Wow. Right. And they did it by swapping it out with Columbus Day. Wow. So how forward? How forward? Right. How can we all do that? that. I thought it was great. So shout out to them for that. Um, I also want to give a huge shout out. I'm not going to play this tweet, but to at the slump, B-I-H, who tweeted (laughs) a short clip of Dolly Parton. Um, in a concert from years and years ago and it says the backstory to Jolene hashtag Grammys and everybody knows Jolene by Dolly Parton mm-hmm, I love that song exactly it's one of the Dolly Parton you know black people we like Dolly Parton <laughs> and jo- Jolene is, we always have let's just call a thing a thing black we like yeah. Dolly, Dolly Parton Dolly and Celine we, they, they yes. was they, look low key <laughs> Celia Cruz like you know what I'm saying like we you know Barbara. but anyway so Barbara um, Jolene is one of the songs that black people really like by Dolly Parton that is why is that? Which, it's a really good record. <laughs> but it, it, the backstory Jolene. to that is that when she was on tour, there was a woman who was, you know, trying to actively pursue her husband, mm. and the bitch name was Jolene. <laughs> so that's why we always sing the song so hard and rough. But they tweeted a short clip of uh, Dolly Parton explaining the song, and so just shout out to them for that. You can look that up. Um, is there anything else I really want to talk about in these Twitter streets? No, because we gave a shout Oh, shout out to Diddy. And in in a bigger, uh, through a bigger lens, Diddy tweeted that he wanted to salute Oreo, um, the cookie, not the people. (laughs) I'm just playing. (laughs) Diddy said he wanted to salute the company Oreo because they have the cutest commercial out right now featuring Wiz Khalifa and Sebastian. Right? Yes. Diddy made a great point. He tweeted that I just want to salute Oreo for getting the narrative right and showing the love between black fathers and their sons. It's so important and needed in the world. Shout out to Wiz Khalifa and his son, Sebastian. And he accompanied that tweet with a video clip from that amazing commercial that Oreo. It was so so cute, right? Oh, 
He's just so pure cute. love. Just pure yes. love. So. I was like, look at Bash getting checks. Mm-hmm. Give me some Oreos own. this weekend just for that. And he's just so full that. of personality. You he know what is. I'm saying? They need to have him um, do artist development on uh, <laughs> LMA. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to ah. say something. Congrats to LMA on her Grammy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. booed up is the jam. I don't care what nobody say, she Jay. She because that was, the, yeah. I feel like that was the what biggest up, song uh, of the year. It, oh, my God. I still feel like I hear it in my head. I still hear it I in my head. I still hear every time I heard it, when you I heard it. You in the it, elevator like, swearing is playing up, somewhere. I mean, it's <laughs> just, it is just literally the jam. It's the jam. <laughs> yeah, she got that. Congrats to her. Yes. She got her own little version of Adorn. Oh, yes, true. It is mm-hmm. an I'm here for that. Yes. This is one of those kind of songs. Shout out to Miguel. Where he at? He was nominated this year. Like he was? two two times. He had two nominations, I think. Does Miguel have Grammys? Yes, he won for Adorn. He Adorn did? won Best R and B Song. <gasps> yep. Oh wow. So, I didn't know that. Yep. And, and right, rightfully so. You know what I yes. mean? I love him. Yes. Shout out to Miguel. Yes. So yeah, you guys, you get ready to jump into the show this week. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. Stitch Fix is one of the most easy clothing services, subscription services, I should say, to sign up for. For me, I keep telling you guys every week, that's the most important part of this process to me, mm-hmm. signing up. I don't have a lot of time. Okay. Word. So when it comes to fields... Even Sally Fields, okay? I don't have time for entering all those fields. So Stitch Fix has totally simplified and streamlined the sign-up process. I think it's great. The clothes are of great quality. And again, it's very easy to sign up. So Stitch Fix can also help you find your new favorite piece of clothing. Just go to stitchfix.com slash friendzone and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. You'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick five items to send right to your door. Then you can try them on, pay for only what you love, and return the rest. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. There's no subscription required. You can just sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. So you do this on your terms, you guys. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only 20 bucks. $20, $20, which is applied toward anything you get to, you want to keep from your shipment. So remember, you can get started right now at stitchfix.com slash friendzone, and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash friendzone to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash friendzone. Show this week. We are, and Dustin's <laughs> taking over today well, with the wild card episode. We haven't had one in a while. Right before we jump in, can I go in ahead and get the black business out oh, the week? Do. So we can kind of just do. switch that get up. Get some things out the way. No, we we said we ain't sitting in the back of the bus or the show no more. <laughs> <laughs> the black business is moving to the front. You know, since we just it. got finished talking about things, doing cool things like LMA, let's talk about some businesses out here doing some cool things. Um, shout out to Pretty Little Passports. If you look them up on Instagram at Pretty Little Passports, spelled just like it is. Um, it'll take you to their Etsy shop, but uh, they make these really cool, colorful passport covers, and they wrote into us a while back to be featured, but uh, I purchased some, and they sent me a bunch, and I gave them to you guys. So and I, I got a be... little gold one, yes. and it is really cute. I went home and put it on my passport. So I know. Cute. I know. I put mine on my passport. I, I picked out, like, a burgundy one because mm. I felt like it's, like, classic, and it looks really cool. It actually matches the friends on sweatshirt, I think. But um, I yeah. love mine. Mine is made out of Crown Royal bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just it's like so cute. Though. It's like a black kind of leather with like 
silver metal edges on the um on the passport cover. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that look. I love that but you got you one for all of us though. That's really cute. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you know, everybody because we all travel and we're usually traveling together any damn way. So it's like we all should have these little covers because it was all up. cute. Because mm-hmm. it's like one like colorful thing that you're gonna remember for real. Like, oh my passport, and then it's like yeah. in that cover. So you're really gonna be like, oh my passport's not that little boring blue thing that I just can't ever find. It's something really cool that I'm gonna remember every time I need it. And it make it thicker and, and harder to lose. Oh boy. <laughs> for real. Exactly. So you so you oh, know boy. Look, so you know where you put your damn passport. He's like, nah, I know I put my damn passport in here because I remember <laughs> making room for this shit. And feel it's one it of those things. Oh. When you stick your hand down in there, you can feel it fast. Oh, right. oh, no. It is one of those things where you always want a passport cover, but you don't remember to get right. one. So it's, the fact that you brought right. it, I was like, I've wanted one Perfect. for years. Because when I seen it, I was like, I should just grab one of these right now. So cute. <laughs> yes. So shout out to Pretty Little Passports. Please go check them out. You know, up your travel game up and get something a little colorful. Outside of that, let's go ahead and get into this week's topic. Dustin Ross, take it away. I just thought the alignment was great because I always wrap it up. <laughs> so I thought it was oh. perfect that I have a passport. That does it too. <laughs> <laughs> this dude. You guys are so funny. We. Y'all is. Okay, so, Fran, you still a good, you a good woman, Fran. With that being Somebody said. Somebody said they wanted you a good woman merch. Uh-huh, sit, sit your ass right there. It's coming. Um, but, yo, so listen, you guys, this week, right, I felt like after our conversation last week about these you gender performance one. roles, you is, not our, is. Okay. <clears throat> Which shout out to Pam Greer. <laughs> really quick. <laughs> oh really quick. God. The ia comes from when you pronounce is as like ia, that comes from Martin. When Pam, when he did the Players Ball episode and Pam Greer was featured on that episode and she was announcing the winner, it was Jerome. And when she said, and he ia <laughs> Jerome. That's how she announced him as a winner. So that's where that comes from. Ia. Okay. I love this show. We gotta get these references. Now you know in February. I'm going to tell you where it came from. Oh, okay, this is our month. So, <laughs> shout out to our heroes. Rise up. <laughs> Speaking of our heroes and rising up, actually, <laughs> this week I thought it would be great to open up the conversation and actually discuss in depth something that I know everybody is talking about. There's been tons of internet think pieces, as I like to call them, stink pieces, <laughs> written about this subject. It's been the topic around the water cooler and around the Hennessy. Okay, so we're going to talk about it here, too. And that is the recent um, articles that have surfaced. Actually, the one that was in The Washington Post regarding lifestyle expert and guru, model, restaurateur, entrepreneur B. Smith. For those of you who aren't familiar with B. Smith, you should be. But if you're not, a little bit of background. She was a famous model, beautiful, beautiful woman who then went on to create this media empire, basically, um, that was built around numerous television appearances, numerous um, partnerships, product lines. Um, She went on to have a lot successful restaurant chain here in New York and in D.C. Even Meghan McCain's ass was on The View recently when this story, when they discussed this, and she said how her and her father, the late John McCain, 
ass would sit at the. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting. I they was they would sit at this restaurant, and you know this was their meeting spot in D.C. So that just shows you a little bit of the esteem that her um, establishments held. So this woman, she represented a lot of good things for Black people, a lot of good presentation, and she was in a lot of spaces that we weren't normally in. So B. Smith was the kind of person that we rooted behind. She was known for having locks, natural hair. Um, again, she was a model, very beautiful. So Black people love B. Smith, and we've been attached to her and followed her career path. Um, recently, it came to our attention, okay? And when I say our attention, I do mean our attention, that her husband, Dan Gatsby, okay, who B. Smith has been married to for many years, over 20 years, he has a living girlfriend that has come into the home with him and B. Smith since she has fallen into the advanced stages of Alzheimer's disease. Now, we know that back in 2013, um, they went public, the family, B. Smith's family, that is, went public saying that she had Alzheimer's disease um, and that she was going to be taking a step back from being so upfront with her businesses. There was going to be a change. Everyone knew this, and we people were really sad to see this happen to someone who had been known for being so sharp, being so good at what she did and very precise in her execution of everything. So it was sad to see this disease start to take her over and Mm -hmm. deteriorate her. But again, uh, her husband, Dan, has been uh, taking care of her full time. His name is Dan Gatsby. Tall brother, you know, salt and pepper hair, got a beard, you you know. (laughs) Not tall brother. You know, big (laughs) dress shirts, you know, one of them niggas. But anyway. Oh, my God. So him, (laughs) you know the type. He has uh, he's still married to B. Smith and he's taking care of her full time. He actually gets a little bit of help in the caretaking process from his daughter, who is B. Smith's stepdaughter. She never had children, but she had a very close relationship. This is her basically her daughter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also takes on some of the responsibilities of caretaking for B um, in this advanced stage. And in this article that The Washington Post published, um, there was a five minute and 10 second video attached that showed moments inside the home with B. B. Smith, um, and you could see her being forgetful or needing some assistance, like standing up and even sitting down. They have to help her a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't have any idea who her husband Dan is, um, but she's familiar with him at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through this process, again, this was announced in 2013 that she had this this disease. It's now 2019. And an article was published again in the Washington Post that said that Dan, her husband, Dan Gatsby, had a live in girlfriend that was actually living in the home with him and B. Her name. (laughs) I can't even like, I, 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 okay. Cause this is, I'm just telling the, I'm just stating the facts. She's a woman named Alex Lerner. She's a New York uh, woman who people are familiar with, um, lots of New York dignitaries in the social scene. So people like Bevy Smith, they've come forward saying that they were familiar with Alex and her past. Um, but she is now the living girlfriend of Dan Gatsby, who is still married to B. Smith and her full-time caretaker. Wait, why is that name familiar? Because of the great Gatsby and all that stuff. <laughs> no. Alex Lerner. Probably that store, Learners. Remember Learners? No. Is Learners still? Learners is New York and Company now, right? Let me Google this woman. Yeah. Well, Alex Lerner is her name, and she is now the live-in girlfriend of Dan Gatsby. So, of course, 
there was a huge uproar when people saw that B. Smith was still alive, still relying on her husband for care, still living in the home. Now, remind you, the home that they live in is amazing. B. Smith made millions and millions and millions of dollars while she was working. Obviously, they've benefited from that time. And he's literally, literally living in the house that B. built. Okay, and he's moved in his girlfriend, Alex. His daughter is in the home helping take care of B and Alex is there as well in the capacity of his girlfriend. She is um, in conversation with B, hands on literally with B. And it was something that was very shocking once this article came forward, because naturally people were taken aback that B Smith was alive, you know, standing next to her husband and this other woman was in the house with them. Um First of all, before we open the conversation to our opinions, right? Do you guys have any firsthand experience dealing with like a relative or someone close to you suffering from Alzheimer's? Yeah, my grandmother. Okay. So have you seen how far advanced have you seen this uh, disease go? And also what was it like seeing the progression from what you knew this person to be to what they now are? If you so feel like sharing. Yeah, I mean, I'm going through it right now, and honestly, it's devastating. Yeah. I think it's one of the most, one of the hardest things to process, especially speaking from my, you know, personal experience. My grandmother was vibrant. Yeah. She was, like, funny, and the joke about my grandmother was that you had to call her on her cell before you went to visit because the odds were that she was not in New York. <laughs> She's that grandma that was like with her homegirls on a bus headed yeah. to Atlantic City to go gamble or, yeah. you know, to somewhere <laughs> upstate to this casino and she's just like always at the numbers you know they call it the numbers to go play Mm -hmm. she's a gambler heavy Mm -hmm. gambler and you know she'd be she had to deal with my grandfather for I think they were married 56 years and Mm. she was very submissive so when he passed he you know kind of led the house with an iron hand when he passed rest in peace to my grandfather she kind of like got to live a new life you wow. know, and I remember she cracked the Corona. My grandfather didn't even like pants in the house. Like that's wow. how strict he was. You couldn't whistle, couldn't listen to music, super religious. Um, you know, the type, no shade to my grandfather. I love him, but he's a type where it's like someone who was like an alcoholic and then all of a sudden they cleaned up their life and then became super strict about everything. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, that storyline. So she unfortunately had to deal with that for so long, a lot of domestic violence and when he passed, she really was, you know, it was an opportunity to live a new life. And so this is hard for me because I saw she finally got to wake up. Yeah. You know, and I think it was, she was already in her 70s. Mm-hmm. So she, it was cool in a way to see, like, my grandma started dating again. Yeah. <laughs> she was, like, at the house playing music and we were, like, just a different side of her. And then, unfortunately... Alzheimer's decided to be a part of her storyline. And now the stage that she's in now is rough because it's a very violent stage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I can't really get too close to her Mm -hmm. because she'll have her lucid moments where she knows who I am and she'll start crying Mm -hmm. because I think it hits her like what's going on when she sees that she can't walk anymore and she's bedridden. Her legs are really thin. Her body's really thin. Um, Hair, like just rough and then, you know, she'll have her kind of lucid moments where she'll give me kisses and start talking to me about what I'm doing and what's going on. And then literally two minutes later, 
she'll be trying to smack me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then yelling at me, calling me yeah. a whore and how I'm the devil and telling me I need to get the fuck out the house. And I literally have to go to the living room because I don't want to agitate her. Yeah, even knowing yeah. that she doesn't mean it. I know. Right. But in that moment, that's what she's feeling. And so I have to honor that, which took me a while to get used to, because I think when I didn't know much about the disease, I would try to talk her through it. But I realized you can't do that. Yeah. That's where her mind is in that moment. She feels that way. And I have to just let her feel that way. And so I usually just go to the living room and let her kind of like get that out of her system, the yelling and stuff. But it is hard. Like I was her baby, you know, yeah, and then friend. now she's like kicking me out of her room and and like literally trying to smack the shit out of me, which I know for a fact that my grandma knew <laughs> Yeah, what, that she what was, was going trying on. to yeah. do that, she yeah. would be trying to smack herself. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's a lot, and also the emotional toll. Not to mention the physical toll. Luckily, she has a home attendant now. But there was a time, you know, my uncle, thank God, is watching her when he can. But we'd have to like try to lift her, and so she could use the bathroom because, like I said, she can't walk, and it's just like the body, you know, what it does to your body, and I. Yeah. I I'm taking care of her now with my uncle and her home attendant assisting. And every time I leave, I cry. Yep. Every time. Man. When I think I'm used to it. And then I walk out the house and I bawl every time. Because it, it just hits so hard every time. And it's like it has not gotten easier. Yeah. That breaks my heart, friend. Yeah, it hasn't gotten easier. It's one of those things that I'm just like, I wonder why it hits certain people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? You see other grandmothers, right? That are so vibrant. Well, before you even get started, because this only makes sense now. I too, (laughs) hands on chest. Like my grandmother, same scenario. She hasn't gotten violent yet. um, But oh, she's in the stages now. Oh, right now, suffering. (laughs) So my dad and his sisters are around the clock, and she has a nurse as well. Right. And my grandfather, who she still lives with, but they're both in their late 80s. Even though my grandfather is still spry and active and all over the place. Right. My grandmother was a homebody. She was his wife, but again, this was in this late stage in her life. She was an entrepreneur, had hair salon, did hair, had a very successful business, like as sharp and precise as you can get new secrets kept secrets told us secrets (laughs) secrets. like you know what I mean funny witty all those things Um, and so to see her at this stage and and when I go back to Michigan she's repetitive she keeps she asks you questions every three minutes she'll ask you something like so where do you live again right you know when she remembers what's going on and you just have to learn how to be very patient Mm -hmm. Um, and just I just answer I'm shit she wants to know I answer the question I don't let it affect me but I also don't live there so I know that there is a lot of stress that comes along with with the day in and day out and seeing it every day and you're right there is something there's a pain there that exists when you know what a person once was when they were their true self and to see them kind of functioning in a body that is a fraction of that and a a mental space that is completely different to see somebody you love you have that sort of warm love for and now you're actually a stranger and they're responding and and engaging with you as if you're a stranger, you know, that's kind of weird. And it feels it's chilling when you think about it because it's like, God damn, you know. But again, you have to understand that you made a, a great point when you said that's where their mind is at that point. Yeah. 
my grandfather passed away. He had Alzheimer's. My mom's dad, again, the person who taught me how to cuss, you know, gave me <laughs> gave me Bacardi shots when we were like twelve and thirteen, and told yes. us don't tell our mom. Oh my You know gosh. that kind of stuff. He was Come that on, kind of grandfather. Grandpa. Yeah, and told us stories. Some of the stories that he told me about growing up and living in Louisiana back in the day, all those things I'll never forget. My grandfather was fun and cool, but he passed away. He got violent in the later stages as well. Yeah, man. Now we laughed. Okay. Because (laughs) he hit when he hit our mother or whatever. Like hit her house. I mean, he, he just popped her. You know what I mean? He oh wasn't like swinging God. full swing, but he popped her like, get your ass off of me and like hit her. Cause you know, he's, he didn't know who the fuck she was. Yeah, that's so and wild, me man. and my brother and my sister rolled. No! When I tell you, when I tell you rolled and my grandfather, I will say, okay, we rolled. Because if it's anybody well, that's going to do that to your, your yeah. family, stay parents. And, 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 and it's a perfect like, ceremony. Well, you know, that? I was thinking about old and new. I was like, uh-huh. Remember that time you whipped me for uh-huh, uh-huh. Time you talk shit about, I can still whip your ass. I felt like Mimi from uh, like Mimi Foster on Love Hip Hop Atlanta. Get her, get her again, get her from me. But anyway, get it from me. But it was funny because when else are you going to see your parents' parents strike them? And you know, uh, you and are. you know you that it's not you know, movie. but you know, but you know, but you know, you know, and you got to put that moment. In. <laughs> you know it. You know, you know it's not essentially real. So even though my mother, bless her heart, I love my mother. Let's be clear, right? But the Absolutely. fact that she was frustrated about that and just that happening that it was moment. fucking hilarious you are so, <laughs> so you have to find those moments those bright spots you know you when do. I go home to see my grandmother I sit at the piano and play it with her um, oh. and and she likes to she laughs did when we cuss I did a couple I years remember. ago um, I say the word shit to her and she laughs because <laughs> it's funny because she knows I'm not supposed to be cussing I would never <laughs> cuss to her and she's not supposed to be so she'll say it to make me laugh <laughs> I just try to make her laugh and be happy because I know she's a fraction of who she was and she won't remember it anyway so let's let me just make her feel good no matter where she's at and my heart goes out to you because I know that that experience and that could like a rage you know a moment of rage like that or aggression from a person who you would never experience that from from. it's unreal and you have to be patient in that moment and understand it that's a lot so you know Asante Kick, 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 kick it. <laughs> um, so over the past couple of years, I've been going back to Chicago to visit my grandmother with my mother, actually, because she has Alzheimer's. So Man. we've been like dealing with her and watching that happen. And it's so emotional for me to watch my mom and how it affects her because she's trying to be strong. And so I have to like kind of, you know, take the head of the conversation because I was around my grandmother when I was younger. And, um, you know, for, like, big family things, like, I, I can think of all the times I ate because of her, like, cooking for holiday stuff when they came down to visit Atlanta, like, being in a hotel, like, all these, like, little cool things. And then, um, you know, seeing her uh, at a funeral in Mississippi, and, like, there are just these glimpses that I have and, like, these screenshots and these memories that I have, but nothing in my heart uh, matters to me more than my mom. So to think of the times that my mom, because, you know, it's I know it's always a different thing when it's like a mother daughter thing. So that, you know, dealing with my mom, dealing with her mom, like, you know, sometimes she could be, you know, me and my mom always talk on the phone. I'm like, you talk to your mama this week. She's like, yeah, you know, she wouldn't get off the damn phone. Like before she was diagnosed, like, you know, she because she always talked her to death. And I was like, mm, now you know how I be feeling. And she's like, shut up. Like we always <laughs> do that to each other. So then to see that and have that report to like now where we're sitting there with my grandmother and she don't know 
who y'all are. People be, you know, like uh, sometimes they'll ask, they'll be like, you know, you know who this is? And then she'll look up at my mom and she'll be like, mm-mm. Oh. And then my mom is just sitting there and then she's like, she's like, I'm that girl. Like, like she'll say like little things just to like play with her. And mm-hmm. then um, and then she'll be like, no, you not. You my daughter. Like she'll, and then she'll like remember. Oh. Yeah. But then there are times where she just won't remember at all. Like somebody, like, you know who this is? And then she'll look my mom in the face and be, she'll be like, um, and you could tell she kind of remembers and then she starts to get frustrated. And so then that's hard to watch too. And it's just this whole process of like thinking about like, damn, um, I got to get get things in order now so, like, I can, you know, start really pitching in here, but also take care of my mom when she gets up to that age because I don't want to see it like this. And if I do have to see it like this, like, I at least want her to know, like, I'm going to be there for her. So I was just really, like, having a lot of these, like, random thoughts on, like, uh, the emotions of time because a lot of the things that my grandmother, she would go back and she would talk about things, like, when she was a little girl or as if she was a little girl because she would talk about getting in trouble and my mom be like, yeah, she talking about uh, Big Daddy or Granddaddy. Like she would always like refer to who she was referring to in the conversation that wasn't present then. And it always like would take me and I'd be like, man, you only have so much of time. And I always think back to like autumn times with my mom when I was younger and like in those times and then how I'm going to have to like one day be sitting there with her and It might be that situation. That's what I'd be thinking about. Because when I'm sitting there with her, I know I'm being strong in that moment. But I'm also thinking like, girl, like, and me and her, like, we haven't joked about it. But I know she probably be thinking like, one day, player, you're going to be right there with me. And we're going to be doing this. And I was just, because that's what I was thinking. Because me and my mom are like that. Like, we we know stuff is happening. And we, like, try to deal with it. And then we try to figure, like, how we going to deal with it when it when it comes. Like, that's one thing about my mom. And even watching her mom, like, they're they're very, very strong. All the women in my family are so strong. And that's one thing that I've always, like, loved and admired. So it's hard to watch this process. You know what I'm saying? And I realize that's my struggle with aging. Like, mm. I always say it in a playful way. Like, I joke that it's like a vanity issue. Like, I just don't want to see myself get old. <laughs> but reality, like the real, real, real that I finally have sat and pinpointed is that everyone in my family that I've witnessed age has not aged gracefully. Yeah. There's either been illness or tragedy. Or, you know, it's just never been like not one person in my family has gotten really old and like beautiful. And when I say beautiful, I mean that they're still like mm-hmm. of mind and yeah. able to sit with you and share stories of their life. No one. Mm-hmm. It's always been because even my grandmother having Alzheimer's, it wasn't that she just like had it out of nowhere. She fell. She was on the street and turned the wrong way when she was crossing and slammed her head into the concrete. And that, right, exactly. Imagine, and my mom was with her when it happened, so my mm. mom's been traumatized ever since. But that was really rough because when you're that old already, any fall it's, is, like, yeah, life-altering. Mm-hmm. And so that created the early onset of it. And it just kind of, like, was rapid, after that. So it was just like we were not even prepared. It wasn't this gradual change. It was literally she's vibrant one day, has this fall. Next thing you know, she's bedridden. And it's Lord, like, what? Right. And so it's a lot to process. I'm sorry to hear that, Fran. I like it's no easy way to even experience, I guess, a loved one having Alzheimer's, right? Mm-hmm. Or like I like to call it Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. That's for a long time. That's what I thought it meant, Alzheimer's. Like I thought that's what it was called. Right. Then I started actually looking at the letters. Alzheimer's. But yeah, like, you know, I, I just, it's something to think about. And I really feel like I'm going to get it. You think? Mm-hmm. 
Why? Just because you know how the world is unfair, and I feel like the most it would be the most insulting disease for me to get. Why? You know how you feel like the world just do you dirty? Think about my personality. What's the one thing that you but know? That's what I feel like. Would if be I had fun. a he chance just be to get the same joke over and over again, and still laughing. <laughs> Did you ever hear this joke? <laughs> just I feel like that would be the the universe saying Grandpa, now. I heard it already. <laughs> You so know anyway, mm-hmm. I felt that way, and so mm-hmm. I, I always said something gonna happen. To me, like, cause you know I have really bad eyes. I'm like, one day I'm gonna go blind. So no. I just need to see as much shit as I can write about, not any no. damn way. Okay. And then so like when some real crazy shit be happening, like I've seen too much. I'm probably gonna go blind now. Like, no. like yes, that's what I be thinking no, about. No, so no. then for to hear you talk about who you be yeah. thinking you gonna get Alzheimer's, I was like, I thought about that too sometimes. Cause y'all know I forget the hell out some for shit. For a motherfucker like me that don't let nothing get past them, I feel like it's the sharp. most, you know. No. Now, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Disease I could get. Do you guys have a plan in place for if it happens to your parents? Yes, I do. I'm taking my ass to take care of them or bringing them to me. So you move back home? Or move them to where I am, yo. Mm -hmm. Because I just, with that type of vulnerability, I don't want anybody other than myself or one of my siblings responsible for their care like that. So hopefully at that time, hopefully I, it does not happen. Right. Let me say right. that. Not at all. If you're listening, whoever, knock on wood. Knock on okay. wood. okay. And flaccid. But <laughs> oh, no. But, wow. yeah. but I don't. But. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Pero. Listen, okay? that's going to find a way. <laughs> Pero. Okay. I do. Um, I do. I, 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 no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, and it is Black History Month. <laughs> I tell you, anyway. my mom listens to the show. Oh! Wait, no, listen, listen. She listens religiously. She loves the show so much that she, when she comes over, if she's listening to it, she'll ignore me in my own house until the episode's done with the headphones. I was like, are you serious? You gonna listen to the rest of the show? Yeah, She's like, she I gotta done. finish. We love Mama. Fran. But she goes, I love how Dustin finds a way to talk about sex. <laughs> Dang, now I feel better about cussing the rest of the show. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. You gonna find your way back anyway? Uh, okay, so, but I thought it was important to establish that personal connection, if it existed, with the disease early in the conversation, so that we can really look at this from a, uh, a, a full perspective. An okay? emotional thread. Absolutely. Yeah. So back to the B. Smith story that just recently surfaced. Now, <laughs> so Ooh, sorry, he has moved his back. girlfriend into the house with him and B. Uh, other stories have, have surfaced after this one made just this huge splash in media, in social media, in everything. Okay, people were in an uproar. As we as we said in the opening clip last week, like Quad said on Sister Circle Live, the people was wearing him out, and they should have been. The people were wearing him out. Tons and tons of backlash. People thought this was shocking. They thought that this was unheard of. They thought it was disrespectful on so many levels. Um, then there were other people who understood him doing what he needed to do and kind of looked at it through that lens. Mm. So now let's have the conversation. Where do you guys fall on the spectrum? How do you feel about this? Can you see yourself? Because remember, 
his daughter is there in full support of this relationship and even of the woman, Alex, being up in B. I shouldn't say up in B. Smith's house. I mean, that's it bias. is up in B. Smith's house. Well, yeah, she, he got that right. woman up in her house. Yeah. Right. Okay. So how do you guys house. feel? Right. Unless you owe me to go because the baby. Go ahead. You start. Okay. So, let's, so let me <laughs> kind. Because baby. Lil Wayne noise. <laughs> okay. Now, I cannot imagine. No. My grandfather moving a woman into my grandparents' house as he's taking care of my grandmother. I don't care how advanced her progression with the disease is. I know her, whether she know me or not. I know her and you know her. And to me, there still remains an accountability to have some motherfucking respect for this person, mm-hmm. especially what more vulnerable of a space or circumstance can they possibly be in? How, what more, what other position could they be in where they are literally reliant upon you, trusting you, okay, to care for them and keep things consistent in their life according to the way that they have wanted them? The purpose, one of the best parts about it being an adult is creating the life around you. Mm. Every week we talk on this show about managing your life, about creating a life that works for you and the, 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 the beautiful, the beauty, <laughs> okay, the beauty in being able to make those choices in your life so you can really live and exist as your full true self. To have that taken away from you, Okay, you don't know what the hell is going on. All you can do, you don't even know that you're relying on this person and trusting on the love that you have for this person to make sure you are all right. Literally eating, breathing, waking up clean, being clean in your physical self. You relying upon this person and you think it's okay for him to bring some whore, bring somebody up into this house. That to me is just beyond wild. And ain't no way in hell I would let none of my friends go out like that. I'm telling you now, friend, <laughs> I don't care what you put, put, put on that paper. <laughs> that nigga ain't going to have no, or whoever I was listening last week, ain't going to have no, ain't going to, ain't going to have nobody. Baby, I know. Okay. <laughs> Rack it up. Oh, let me, let me be quiet. Someone <laughs> told me they had a lily pad waiting for me. Ooh. Okay. That ain't even sexy. Oh, it's flower bomb. Anyway. Um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? I would never let nobody do y'all like that. I wouldn't let nobody do one of my siblings like that. I wouldn't let nobody do my grandparents like that. Nothing. I'm sorry. So I just think it is unspeakable. And then I want to add to this. I think this is a great time to add this part to the story. Paul Wharton, who is a D.C. socialite and somebody who works in media, he has a podcast called what what politics? Politics. Politics. Yeah. politics. Oh, that's a cute name. I like it's that. Straight up now, Tammy. Okay, so <laughs> it's a no for me. He was a friend of B. Smith's. Saw Dan and his girlfriend. I'm doing a better job at this than you guys do. I just want to say that of ignoring the laugh. I just want to say that because Asante is on fire you right now. I'm, I'm ignoring it. I'm trying. <laughs> So she was on American Idol. She was a judge. (laughs) Paul Wharton saw B. Smith's husband, Dan, and his new girlfriend, Alex, at a pool party in the Hamptons. He thought they were there as friends, ended up seeing them engaging in a way that looked like they had been, you know, doing the horizontal polka, you know, Mm. and figured out that they were dating um, Alex, the heifer. 
I, I'm going to say it. Yeah, that half her really said to Paul Warden, she says, do, oh, do you know Dan? He said he told her, do you know Dan? Because he had spent time with Dan and B, they were friends. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, later he ends up at a winery with B. Smith in her current state. Dan and his girlfriend, Alex, that heifer, mm-hmm. he ends up with all of them at the winery. And he said that they were sitting at a table and B in her current state reached for something on the table or was reaching for something that I guess she didn't need or they didn't want her to have. Who knows what it could have been? And he said that Alex, the heifer, grabbed B, took her hand and smacked, like popped B's hand the way you kind of like reprimand a child. A child mm-hmm. Right. After they had been continuously telling him that she was a child. So he said when she hit her hand, he said he grabbed Alex's damn hand and he told her, Alex, you, you, you can't you can't do that. Mm, you right. can't hit her. Right. So Oof. that's going on. And I believe him. Then he also said that later on that day, um, Dan was speaking about B and he said that she was the sweetest person he had ever met, the sweetest woman he had ever met or known. And that Alex kind of in a jealous way, smacked his arm a little bit hard and said, you know, Dan, you gonna, I'm sitting right here. You're going to say that about her and I'm sitting right here. So there is a bit of jealousy oh, that exists boy. in that arrangement. I don't think it's healthy at all for her to be around B. Smith. I think it is no, quite disrespectful, yes. especially considering the fact that Dan is living the way that he's living in that house that's large enough to accommodate that heifer in addition to their family because of the hard work that B. Smith did. Mm-hmm. They're literally living off of her money. And now he is dating, paying for experiences with this woman. Up in B's house, and she didn't hit B's hand. I don't like none of it. I think it's disrespectful. Where is Pookie, Ray Ray, Leroy? Where are all the cousins? Yes. Where is everybody at? That's Go over there thing. and get his ass out of B's house. He needs to be kicked out. Now, Asante, how do you feel about it? <laughs> well, I couldn't find anything on her family because that's what I was really curious Where about. They at? Because, you know, with all the success she's had, Black Martha Stewart, like, I would have just thought that there was somebody out there. Because in this situation, I don't know how she could even get out of it. Because it's weird to me. I mean, I I get, you know, that people have to go through shit and, you know, they cope with things however they can or however best they can. But I don't think there's any way I could live and say that I loved someone. And and if I was going to let them go however I decided to let them go, still be under the same roof with them. And then bring, like, a new person into the situation. Like, I just don't—there's no way I could do that. I can't even put those things together. Maybe that's just me. Like, some people can. But I just don't see why that would even be acceptable to do when you're with this person who you built so much with. If if you're to say that, you know, yeah, it's her brand, but you were the one that managed and you did all these things, then you still wouldn't find it disrespectful in, like, a sentimental manner or something. And maybe he's just doing, doing the best he can because, you know, he's trying to make it easy for her. But it's weird in like a public sense. And for mm-hmm. him to defend it the way that he does, it's almost like he doesn't even realize the real effect he's having here. And I don't think he cares either. So um, and it's interesting to see his daughter's points of view, Dana, because I know she, you know, gave him the blessing. She ain't shit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. I'm sorry. Finish. <laughs> your, I'm sorry. It over no, because I know she gave him the blessing to date. But it's like, I wonder if she knew that's what that meant. Like, um, yeah, you know, we we just go on date. And him be like, oh. And her be like, okay, cool. I'm glad that you're getting back out there. And it didn't mean, and she's thinking maybe but he's going to. But is it her blessing to give? I don't and, know. And so in my and exactly right. So in my mind, I'm wondering, like, does that mean, like, does she think that he's going to, like, divorce her or put her in a home or, like, what what was her 
mindset with her being like, yeah, because if I was to talk to one of my parents about them doing some shit like this, I'd be like, okay, so, you know, and I love both my parents. So it's kind of like hard for me to see, like, if one goes through it, like if, if your mother, this is what, so, you know, where I'm about your to go. Mama, so, you know, Asante, where, you know where I'm about your to go. mother. Because you know, y'all have met my parents, and I love them both very much, but if my mama was in a house and I found out that my daddy had his no. new whoever it was in there with her. Yeah, no. Me and him fighting. We just going to fight every time. Like, we're literally just going to square up every God, time. like niggas in the street. For real. Like, on God. Stop it. No cap. No cap. We're just going to be tussling every time we see each other. No words. Like, it's just not. Hit just you right even. in the face. I don't give a fuck. That's my mom. What? Now, Kia and I had this discussion. Really, it was Kia and I, Christmas and Jane. Oh, and we had, I, I know, know that was actually a really good combo. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you want to talk about the red table talk? Okay. We had a that po- was the burgundy table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had opposing views. Okay. Which was fantastic. You know, I'm a fan of opposing views. Okay. That's how okay. We Give all us learn. a little taste to each one. I absolutely will. First, so, you got to tell us how you feel. Yeah. Yes. So, mm-hmm. well, I'll just really say how Kia and I. Because ours, I think, were the most uh, opposing, opposing from everyone else's. Because um, I don't have a problem with the fact that he's dating. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I I am experiencing my grandmother and ha- and being a part of her caretaking. I think a lot of people have opinions without having the been experience. in that position. And mind you, I don't even take care of my grandmother 24-7. Right. I only take care of her on the weekends. If I had to do it 24-7, I cannot even imagine the physical, emotional, spiritual toll. Because just the weekend, when Monday hits, I literally have to recalibrate to the point that my mom even took me aside. It was like, are you sure that you can do this? Because I notice how it affects you when you are done on the weekend. You're a different person. And mm-hmm. it's almost like I have to reset because I'm just heavy and dark and so overwhelmed and kind of like very just not easy to be around because I take in all of that confusion and processing energy. So it's tough. It's tough. Now imagine that being someone you were with for 30, 40 years, there's a lot of emotional battling that has to be taking place. We're seeing one side of it. Granted, we are hearing stories about the woman smacking her hand. Do I think she should live there? Absolutely not. What I think if this were me, I would have continued dating and not have moved anyone in and not have made the public aware of this because right. it is not anyone's business how I'm moving. And like Asante said, out of respect for B. Smith's legacy, how much, you know, how many barriers she broke down and the beautiful work that she's created, I would not do anything to taint that of such a beautiful, strong, powerful, brilliant mogul of a black woman why would you want to do that to your wife so for him to share it and be like i'm gonna just tell y'all before y'all find out and it'd be like that and be like um no one's talking about this and now that we are talking about this what the fuck are you doing like now you're giving us get open it. license so that part i do not understand and apparently according to kia he's like kind of sharing that he doesn't care how people mm-hmm, feel mm-hmm. like he's just sort of very like haughty about it so that energy i do not resonate with mm-hmm. But the energy that someone has the right to 
continue to move on with their own life and their own needs and their evolution and their right to have a heart and be loved and feel again, Mm -hmm. I think that's only fair because I can't imagine my life now ending that part of my life to love and be loved is now ending because of this unfortunate disease. And I don't think that that's fair, but I do think there's a way to do it with tact. And that's what's missing in this situation. Can I also share with you, um, I forgot that, or I forgot to share earlier, my uncle actually was taking care of my grandmother a lot before like me and my mom kind of had to step in. And I think it was taking a, a toll on him. And so like, you know, he has to take care of all of the stuff while she's in the home. And I think at some point, he just kind of stopped getting involved. So then my mom had to kind of come in. And I think that's why I always think first, like, where's her family at? Because maybe if it wasn't just the husband and he was doing this with other people, I could understand if he was moving on in the sense of there was other family coming in the house and he was getting his girlfriend out on the side or whatever he was doing, living his whole life outside. Because I understand it's hard to put someone in a home or it's even hard to take care of someone in that situation with while trying to make them comfortable. So that's why in my mind, if he kept her in the home and decided to like hire an attendant or two and then, you know, him cycle with the daughter and, you know, they take care of her, it would look way different. But for her to be in the house, it's kind of yeah, like, no, that part's a lot. what the fuck are you like? That's the part that's really fucking me up that you have her in the house. So two things. Number one, B Smith got sick in 2013. Okay. It just became 2019 now. Now to me, I'll give them January 2013, okay? Five years, five full years, right? When you talk about a lifestyle change like this, when you talk about watching a person transition from being of sound mind, like we keep saying, into now a fraction of their former selves, to me, five years is not a long enough time to physically and emotionally detach from somebody that you were married to for 20 years at that point. It's just not. I don't understand how he can be at a point where he is so detached and separated from his emotional and compassionate and, 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 and physical ties of loving B Smith in a way that a husband loves a wife. I don't understand how it took him five years to get so far along in that process. To me, it wasn't enough time. It's going to take you the first three years to even figure out what the hell is going on and, and getting her care together, her care plan taken, her, your day-to-day schedule of how, what she's going to need and how to make that happen. Because Remember, it's progressively getting worse along the way. So every time you think you have some sort of routine figured out, try again because things are worsening. How do you manage figuring all that out, even if you have the help of your daughter and obviously some sort of professional care because they're loaded? So I know that they're seeking help from some sort of medical professional, Mm -hmm. even with all that. It takes you that many years to even get a handle mentally on the fact that this is fucking going on. So how do you also work through all of the emotions that would get you to a place where you can openly date and then move the motherfucker into the house? I mean, that I just have questions. I don't think that I just have questions and I feel like it's disrespectful and dishonorable. And I don't even like how they had B. Smith looking in the Washington Post video. B. Smith was a model. I don't care if a person is difficult to manage or whatever. If you need simple items that are easy just, for them to wear. She shouldn't be in the public she, eye We shouldn't right even now. see. Right. Shouldn't she wouldn't want us to see her That's like the problem this. That so it's I like, have. why did he come out of nowhere and do that? But, the, and and but he, you know, he also has a, like a name. It's like, um, he has like a name, like a brand name. That's one thing we were discussing. Oh, what yeah. it, what's his oh. name? Um, Dan, Dan um, uh, his, Gatsby. His name is like, um... 
Honest Dan or something. Mm-hmm. It might not be that, but it's well, something to the effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's something to the effect of like a brand name, like mm-hmm. an at, like an influencer would have. The way I have Hey Fran mm-hmm. Hey, it has a brand name, which tells you everything you need to know. They have a radio show that's about to launch soon. Him, him and, and that white him, yeah. uh, him and his girlfriend. <laughs> they have a radio show launching soon. We, uh, Kia and I saw the ad for that. So clearly, this is a form of clout chasing. Okay, so what was Kia saying? Well, Kia, well, I'm I love sorry. Kia because me and her had our you, swords. He was like uh, fencing. Right. I know both of y'all. <laughs> but I love us because we, we get heated and then it's like, I love you. We yeah, don't matter. Yeah. Um, but she just felt that he, when you get married, you make a vow uh, what is it for better Literally, or worse to and left health. do its right. part in sickness and health? And so she feels that him dating is disrespecting, dishonoring the vows that they took right. under God. And that if he wants to date, she feels, first of all, that he shouldn't. But if he that if that's what he wants to do, that he should divorce her and completely remove himself from that situation and then go live his life. And see, I agree with that to a degree because I also think to myself, and I don't even know if they did because that makes more sense for him to damn do than what he's doing now but I also wondered to myself like was this ever like a conversation like you know hell no like like you know but just imagine because you know when you feel like you about to die or something you always be real dramatic so like was be like when I'm gone or when I'm moving on I want you to be happy or find happiness I mean he claims that she okayed this but I mean how do we know that first of all that claim came after people started asking the very question that Asante just asked it's complete bullshit because if that was the case the See, this is when I start getting mad because this kind of blatant disrespect and this, this, these dumbass lies, these loose lies that they're throwing at us, it's so, it reminds me so much of what's going on in Washington right now. People, and I, I don't care if that's a reach or whatever, but people, I feel like just getting sloppy and lazy when it comes to deception because they don't feel any sense of accountability anymore. How... If if they had if they if, if it makes me so sick when people keep saying that that she okayed this I'm about to start stuttering I'm so motherfucking <laughs> mad I'm mad like I know her y'all because I just hate to see somebody taking advantage of like of that and that's what I feel is going She's not on not lucid enough to make any decisions if this was something that they had had a conversation about and had an agreement in place for that would have been what he would have opened this conversation with because he would have known immediately that people were going to make harsh and unfair accusations against him of being grossly disrespectful. He would have let us know that, and he did not. I don't believe for one second that she okayed this. Who are these people that are coming forward, though? Because I, I kind of was loosely reading about the people that were on his side that were like, oh, I know Dan, he's a good guy, and I know their relationship. And Everybody I saw that said they knew him thinks it's a shame. And everybody I saw said they knew him, said they knew her, too, that girlfriend. And this ain't the first time she went after somebody's man, and she has a pattern of dating people like him. Mm. And apparently she's a fan. Like she knows wow. them from their work. Yeah, it's like a fan that he brought into their home. I don't know. It's tough. <sighs> I can understand him. I mean, you cheat. Let me. Let's just I be can, honest. I can you understand cheat. him not, um, <laughs> not divorcing her because I was telling Kia, I was like, I couldn't divorce my husband if he was going through this in the middle of Alzheimer's. Like I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I would rather live my life, but also honor us. 
And I feel, in my opinion, that you can do both in some way. Is it going to be challenging? Of course, but that's the choice you're making by wanting to date. And I think that that's kind of what you have to decide to take on, that it's going to be difficult. But the thought of, like, divorcing someone in the middle of Alzheimer's, I don't know. That didn't really resonate with me. But I, like I said, I don't— It seems like you're abandoning someone when yeah, you're really just Yeah, and then cutting to... off from that situation, especially someone like a B. Smith who doesn't have children, doesn't have siblings, right. doesn't have someone who can speak for her or help her. So he would literally be leaving her in the dust. And that, to me, is scary. So— I don't know him. I don't know what his intentions are. I don't want to know are. his ass. Right. So right. I cannot speak for him in any way. And I hope that no one thinks I'm justifying his actions. Mm-hmm. I'm just speaking for me and what I would do in that situation. Right. And I do understand uh, being open to seeing people again. What he need to do is cheat. Okay. And keep that shit away from B. Smith. And that's what right. I'm saying. Away from their home. Away right. from us. And right. away from the public. Leave right. us alone. Exactly. We shouldn't know none of this none business. Of we should. It's so disrespectful, like you said, to her legacy. Yes. Completely disrespectful to that. You take your ass out with that hoe and you cheat in the streets. <laughs> and that's what you do. Right. And honestly, you're in the best position to get that done anyway. Because you ain't even got to be accountable to nobody, bro. You can have a whole full relationship with that woman away from B. Smith and her peaceful home environment, bringing that bitch into that. And that's what she is. <laughs> bringing her into that house is wrong. It is wrong. That yeah. is wrong as fuck. Especially because ain't no way. Yeah. Harming B. Smith. That's mm. a scary thought. Is I just think it's to, wrong. Is there a way to like legally? And I, I guess not really. Cares, what? Whoop that lady ass? I mean, well, yes, that would be a thing. Um, <laughs> Like divorce someone, but then take power of attorney over them because maybe because I think they would have had to sign that when they were like lucid because that's where it's kind of like that after. Well, that's what I'm saying, because I don't see a way where like not that I'm not on this nigga side at all either. But like there is no way that I would want to be um, like, you know, still with somebody knowing that they're going through something. I would want to be there for them, but I wouldn't want to be dating someone outside of that. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, nigga, like, you know, we you got to wait till this nigga die or whatever. Like, I don't see myself <laughs> oh my being God. like that at all. But I guess for someone, like, if they have some experience where they just happen to fall in love with someone or whatever, and I don't say, I'm not saying that's what this is. I just wonder, is there like uh, an okay way to be able to like move forward while still taking care of someone that you love? But try to start a life with someone else that, you know, you've fallen in love with or, you know, you've happened to stumble into love with or something like that. You cheat. <laughs> and you know what but I've seen? if you don't want to cheat, if you want to, like, respect. Statistically, I've seen, because I've read about this so many times in different journals, that men, when it's the wife that dies or gets sick, men can't hang. <laughs> they either move on or there's even stats that men tend to die very quickly after their wives die because men are so used to obviously under patriarchy being catered to and yeah. taken care of that the thought of like losing that <laughs> sorry I'm laughing because I'm thinking they about autumn songs you. I'm thinking about autumn songs where niggas be like I, I ain't ate since you left and it's like well nigga go in the kitchen and make no, yourself but a sandwich literally like. it. but then you think of a woman she loses her husband. That's a nice. lot of the times, yeah. I'm sad to say, it's a it's a rebirth. It's a freedom. You know, obviously they have to go grieve in different ways. People have different kinds of relationships. But the woman tends to, you know, after the grieving process, be all right. They do tend to stay alone, too. That's another thing I read, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I have seen that a lot, too. But it's interesting how men handle that. And to be honest, the... the 
I don't even want to put it into the ether because I have faith that I'm going to have an amazing partner, but it does kind of give me anxiety to think of a man being in charge of my caretaking when I'm old and I'm not lucid. Like, that is having wild. It. That's why I, I got to do my paperwork So don't worry now. about nothing. <laughs> That's why I got to do all Something my paperwork Something about that really now. freaks me out. It's ain't a plant getting all the money. <laughs> he said, okay. ain't a plant moving. All my money's ain't going to go to one person. I'm going to let y'all know that right now. So if something happened to me, somebody, some fishy, okay? Oh, my God. All my stuff ain't going to one person. <laughs> you know, if my mama around, maybe her, but outside of that. Can you know, I have your anime login? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll set you up with all that. What's it called? Crab bro? <laughs> Crunchy. Crunchy. Crunchy bro. They, they just charged me last night. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, so I just, really quick, because we can talk about this for hours. I right? know. But I just thought it was important to just see how everybody felt about this, really bring up the conversation. Everybody here got a mama, got a grandmama, had one, got one, you know, whatever the case may be. We've seen this take place, and I just don't think it's right. May he get all of the shame that he deserves. I hope that woman's hair fall out. And I just, that's what it is. And shame on his daughter because that little girl, no B Smith. And she know damn well if B Smith was in her, that she knows that B Smith would not have that going on. And it's not right. It's disrespectful. Just like when Portia Williams fought Jamie in that alleyway mm-hmm. on that unseen footage and they asked her, what's wrong? She's like, she's disrespectful as fuck. That's what's going on here. And, you know, I don't like nothing about it. And I really hope that something bad happens to the both of them that causes them to break up and be humiliated while it happens because they're humiliating B. Smith. Thank you. I hope one day while Alex reaches that B, she like grabs her and she goes, this grandmama's not the baby. <laughs> I hope when she, I hope one day she grabs B and B grabs her hand and B's like, B can see. And she started whooping that lady's ass because she realized what's going on. I just wanted to get one window, okay. one window of, of, of right mind, you know, with just one, one, just window. one window where she Imagine. peeped that that bitch is in her house. She's oh, like, bitch, boy. I know who you are. Just go to town. I hope she take that meat cleaver because remember, B. Smith was a lifestyle guru and a restaurateur. So, you know, she got that good heavy meat cleaver. And I hope she take that meat cleaver and get to work. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it. Just wanted to share that that story with you guys. That was great. See how you felt, right? Shout out to B. Smith. It's a great combo. We got I your had. back, girl. You know what I'm saying? Even okay. if your husband. We all need someone to talk to. A person who can support us through rough patches or even the everyday ups and downs of life. That's where Talkspace comes in. Talkspace online therapy makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. Simply provide your preferences. And Talkspace will match you with one of their 3,000-plus therapists the very same day. Send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. And you'll hear back daily, five days per week. All you need is an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. No matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Join more than one million who feel happier with Talkspace. The Talkspace app is really, really dope. Um, It makes it really easier for you to chat with your therapist and even set goals and make sure you stick to them. 
And it's really nice to, like, just talk to your therapist kind of, like, at a distance. You don't really got to leave your house or nothing. <laughs> and then you can kind of figure out, like, scheduling so it's kind of convenient. And they're not judging if you laid up in your bed because they might be laid up in their bed, too. No, I'm just playing that was like, a nice office or something. I'm like, damn, y'all do, like, talk space studio I mean, or something? I mean, they might be. I mean, they might be. And that's okay because, you know, it, make, it makes me feel more comfortable. Like, you ever seen an insurance commercial where they, like, person on the other end is, like, just like them? Mm-hmm. Imagine talking to your homeboy and that's your talk space therapist. I think that's dope. <laughs> Anyway, Talkspace has more than 3,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges that we all face. So to match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the cost of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com zone. Make sure to use the code zone to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's zone and Talkspace.com zone. And uh, yeah, I guess we can transition from that right on into bringing in the wind chime. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for the wellness segment. Friend. I had the wind chime on my window, and everybody was in my DMs talking about bringing the wind chimes. I was like, I love y'all so much. That's so cute to me. Okay. So, oh, I mean, this is a heavy topic. My chest is tight. I'm stealing your wind chime idea, but I think I'm going to do a dream catcher and steal Cute. I used to have a big one in my house, but I don't know what happened to it. Someone swiped it. Anyway. I'm going to put some of them tree air fresheners up from my window. <laughs> Classic. Haas was just on Twitter uh-huh. saying how when she gets in an Uber or Lyft and they have that, she asks them to take it down. <laughs> She was like, don't feel bad if you don't want to smell that shit. You have the right to ask them to take it down. She don't want them black ice trees hanging in the thing. No, she ain't doing it. She was like, I can't. Not it's true. That shit smells too much. Sometimes. And then aroma. they be having the window you, rolled up, too. I'm yo, like, bruh. Like, you, don't smell, you don't smell that shit? This don't hurt you. Then you know you got to drop one in between the seats, put one under the seat. Hell seed. no, oh Dustin. Oh, yeah, the strawberry. I, I used to niggas, mix. I was going to say, niggas do that. You mix it. I used to mix strawberry and vanilla You ain't never been in a car with somebody friend. And they had some air freshers all over there and be like, look at You know this. I date hippies. They got <laughs> they got incense. Palo Santo. <laughs> I know niggas, okay. <laughs> well, I love. would die if someone had a mixture of them in different oh parts. Is Strawberry that even and Villanova, no. baby. No, 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 no. Everybody in my car was I feeling someone, good. <laughs> I want someone to do a study on the long term effects of black eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what they are? Divorce, uh, <laughs> unwed children. Out of the marriage, oh all that kind of stuff. Black guys just for the care about their back seats because you know when I always lift the little thing down in the middle, and people be putting the air freshener in there too. Oh yeah, just oh so the smell up the back because people don't go in that. there. But I do, so I'm no. It makes me it. sick every time, honestly, because it's just too strong. Mm-hmm. And then right now it's the winter time, so everyone has their heat on. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's real a fucking sauna in there mm-hmm. with that black eye scent. Oh my god. Anyway, okay. So here's a question that I have for you guys. Question. <laughs> because we've been nesting, all of us. So nesting. people were asking me like, how do I come up with the ideas? Because I've been sharing on Insta on Insta stories the different ways that I'm changing and recalibrating the different sections of my apartment based on my mood lately. And so people were like, how do you come up with these ideas of like what you want it to look like and what you want it to feel like? And it got me thinking to ask you guys, let's say that money wasn't an issue. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> let's do some creative visualization. Mm. What? So I knock on your door and you open it. What is the experience? Oh, you want the whole thing? I want the whole thing. This is your first home. Is it a condo? 
Is it a house? What? Give me the experience. What's the experience of you? Because what I noticed, someone was telling me when they came to my house this week, because it looks just so good. I'm really proud of myself. I outdid myself. Um, I only gave a little tastes and teases on IG, but I really, my house looks great. Well, the living room does because I still have to work on the room. But someone walked in, they were like, this is just like a sanctuary. It's like an oasis. Like you feel like you're not even in New York. Uh And I was like, it's me. What you're feeling is me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just the amplification of how Fran makes you feel as a person. And I just figured out how to translate that into a home space. And so I thought, like, what is that for Dustin and Asante? Like, when I walk into your space, your home space that you get to curate exactly how you want, where money is not an issue, location is not an issue, you can live everywhere. Let's forget that, like, you have to figure out, you know, where you can live because it's still close to work or your family. Forget all that. Let's just fantasize. What is the experience of Asante Smith? What am I walking into when I come into your home? What does it look like? And what kind of house is it? It's an L.A. home. Yes, we, come on, L.A. I'm talking about, like, you know, the, the hills, like, yes. dope-ass view, really big windows, mm. like, um, roundabout driveway, like, you got to drive in. I want the whole thing, like, like huge stairs and shit, like, glass entrance. Have you ever watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Mm, is that the one with the two sisters? Yes, but the only one I'm on there now, just Kyle. Ken, yeah, you know, okay. She's still, I think I've caught like glimpses. Yeah. Of it. So uh, one of the women, Lisa Vanderpump, you know, who is very rich. Well, first, her I know. First of all, Kyle, you know, her husband, he's a real estate like mogul. Like mogul, he goes and sells houses, flip houses. They th- themselves, as a matter of fact, always fucking move. Mm. But um, a lot of the their taste is so like immaculate, and I love it. And if I had that type of money, I would be doing exactly what they're doing. Like every time I found like a good house. I'm going to just house hop. Like, up. Oh, this space actually fits me more than who I was, like, a day or two ago. Oh, so wow. I'm, like, yeah, every year. Like, Kyle got robbed after she right after she moved into her new home that she'd only been in for, like, a year or two any damn way. And so then after getting robbed, she's like, yeah, I think we're going to move again. So, like, they move like that. But um, anyway, dialing back, Lisa Vanderpump on the show, she has, like, a little uh, walkway entrance, and there's, like, a, a, you oh. would love it. There's, like, a, a pond and, um, like, trees. In and the like, house? She's got flamingos. That's so you walk in. Like, yeah. Oh. But when you walk in, it's, like, a really cool glass entrance. And I want, like, one of those. Like, I, I don't like sharing all my business, but I think it would be dope if my place was, like, so super clean and chic enough that when you walk in, you could see through, like, me coming and stuff like that. Because I'd be rich enough to where if I don't want to open the door after seeing you, I could just walk away and show your ass I'm walking away. Like, you ain't announced. What are you doing here? Okay, well, I'm leaving. Bye, <laughs> obviously. Um... Big walk-in closet. Um, I want to do like a king bed with a dark rug under it. But um, I want like a slanted window for my patio, like a big patio with like a, a pool on the outside. Like I want a jacuzzi on my patio on the upper floor. And then I want like a regular pool downstairs somewhere. A jacuzzi somewhere. in the patio on the yeah, upper floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so lovely. So then, I can, <laughs> so then I can go right from the jacuzzi outside to like, you know, through my bedroom to like my walk-in closet to my big-ass bathroom. And then, you know, take a shower in that big bathroom or... How many floors is this house? Or is it just one level? It's just going to be two floors. It's going to be two floors. And then um, I'll have like a secret, like whatever layer under in the basement. Like I want to do something really high tech on my lower floor. Would it be like a modern home? Yes. Like very boxy? Yeah. I can see that. It it would definitely fit What color? I'm really liking for like my LA, like I want it to be like not this kind of wood, but like a little bit darker still for like that New York feel. But then I want like some navies and grays, 
Like, I, I like that kind of scheme. I want it to be kind of like a dark sheet, but then the windows outside make it seem bright any damn way. So I wanted to kind of accent like that. What car is in your driveway? Ooh, which car is not in my driveway? <laughs> or what cars are in your driveway? I want to be a classic hood rat and get a G-Wagon. Okay. Um, I mean, I still want one. I want one in like a slut red and like, <laughs> you know, um, a, a light skin interior. Light skin interiors, uh, yeah. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Where's the problematic? Because you know, because he's re- he's a red bone. <laughs> I'll, I'll call it red bone. Be like, yeah, you know, so red bone outside. We about to go take a look, get work. Mess. Um, I also love on Housewives, uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills. They always have flashy cars. Um, Dorit, she had a uh, rose gold, I think. Um, Bentley or something Ooh. in the Bentley class. Ooh. Yeah. So I would want to do something like that. Like I want to make my own like custom color paint job for a car like that. Wow, rose gold Bentley. Right? <laughs> Could you imagine doing some shit like that? I like that. Like, I want to be a hood rat and, and like, imagine a Bentley in, like, that slime <laughs> that everybody's been doing, that, like, mm, yeah, that yeah, green. Yeah, the neon. Yes. Something like see that. that. A bunch of little random weird cool shit. And lastly, when you open the door, what would you be wearing? <laughs> I just saw myself being Diddy. I would definitely be in a robe because I'm <laughs> either in my hot tub or my pool in the back smoking and blasting music. And What uh, would be playing? Um, well, because I'm on the West Coast celebrating, I'm hearing like a lot of like Dr. Dre and Snoop, old school Snoop Dogg. Like I would be playing that just so you know, like it's a real like rap video, like smoking it down, bunch of niggas all over the place. Like it'd be, it'd be lit. And in the kitchen, what would be cooked? What's, what food is waiting on the kitchen? (sighs) Automatically, there's got to be wings. I want, and I want it to be like, you know, one of the things I like about uh, shows on Bravo is that they get to, like, the nitty-gritty. So, like, on Housewives and Married to Medicine, sometimes they'll have, like, these family functions. And do you remember at Crystal's house how she had the, the tins out, like, the big-ass yes. four things? So I wanted to be a party like that where it's just, like, boils like, mac and cheese and wings and all sorts. And I want it to be... You know what? Crystal got to be at the damn house barbecuing. She got to be grilling because she the grill master. So she got to be at the party. And making potatoes. Yep. And making the potatoes. And Sharia got to be frying the chicken. Oh, my God, y'all. And this chicken. Yo, the chicken is just as good as the damn potatoes. <laughs> friend, I've been trying to tell you. I saw him make if you, it. If you ate chicken, friend, you would, you would, right? you would love it. Would love it. <laughs> but yeah. And what would your house smell like? Uh, weed and frankincense and... Um, <laughs> uh, uh, blue by Chanel. Um, like, it'd be a lot of, like, designer fragrances with weed. I love it. So that's the Asante Smith experience. Oh, and I got to have a dope fireplace in the middle of the living room that I I'd probably never fireplace. have to light, but I'm still going to light sporadically. Have you seen The Incredibles? No. They have, like, okay, so, well, good, because in the sequel, they are in the house, so the sequel layer has, like, a circular, like, living room. So I want, like, the circular living room with, like, the fireplace in the center, but the thing to, like, lift up or come down. So that way, if it lifts up, you could use the fireplace as, like, a table and then, like, a TV curved or some shit in there because it'd be good for gaming. You know what I did? So you know how under my TV, I don't know if you remember my TV console. It's just that concrete gray. It's just, it's literally just a piece of concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of cut into, I guess, what would be an upside down U. Mm-hmm. And it's straight concrete. And so I bought some lanterns made out of bamboo. Mm. Big lanterns are like that big. 
that people can't see. It's about like 15 inches tall. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful lanterns. I'll show you guys. And I filled them with candles mm. and light them up. So it's like a fake fireplace. Yeah. Yeah, I was so proud of myself. <laughs> it's something about like a fireplace. I was like, like Fran, you're good at this shit. It's just something that's real sexy about I, a I fireplace. I can't wait to have one. So imagine like a circular one that we all like sitting around like having a fake bonfire indoors. Like we turn out the lights, but we still got the oh, fireplace Oh, we were lit. in L.A. And we stayed at that house that Crystal picked and it had the bonfire on the roof. Anyway, okay. So that's the Sante Smith. Dustin Ross, I knock on your door. What's the experience? What does your house look like? So, first of all, I guess if you want to call, if you want to like define the aesthetic, I definitely want a modern aesthetic, Mm -hmm. but I want like classic really quality materials. Mm. So I definitely want like a modern style, but I want lots of like stone, lots of like wood, but like really nice wood tones, like Mm. cedars and you know what I mean? Different things like that. Um, But just think... And this is on the outside as part of the... Out and in. Okay. All around the house, that's what you'll see. Um, And so, but a very, very um, clean color palette. So think lots of white against like those beautiful red wood tones, um, lots of white stone. So maybe like marble or whatever the fuck. Just I want natural elements that are really nice, good quality, thick, heavy ass doors, shit like that. Mm. But I foresee living the rest of my life with no children, you know what I'm saying? By my damn self. So think every creature comfort you can think of in the house. Like? So like, but like cool shit. So like in the kitchen, you know what I mean? I'll actually have like soda fountains, but like nice ones. You know what I'm saying? Next to like built right into the wall next to my refrigerator and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You gonna have Papa Burst orange in there? Of course. (laughs) And Baja Blast? Syrupy one, not Baja Blast. I ain't never been my speed. (laughs) But yeah, um, things like that. Um, I don't even know whether just just anything you can think of and I would have the the just the best versions of everything I would ever want. But just oddities like, you know, really nice bikes that just hang on the wall, Um, a closet that you go downstairs to go into with separate rooms for everything. I would absolutely have a fully functional studio space in my home. So like maybe I would turn the entire like living room into a big ass studio where I can record projects, create stuff, whatever. Mm, And really get creative space. Yeah. But like take the living room and make it that instead of having a traditional living room, turn one of the bedrooms into like the chill space where everybody hangs or maybe knock out a wall and create a big living room space out of two of the bedrooms that I'm not using because I ain't having no kids. So, you know, <laughs> oh, we could okay. then create that room. Um, I definitely want like a really dope air filtration system because, you know, we need to meet the air needs to circulate in my home. So um, I definitely want something nice from room to room where I can just press a button and the air cleanses itself. I would appreciate that. Everyone that knows me knows that I love neon light and neon art. So expect at nighttime expect the fantasy of your life all sorts of light installations um pieces um that come alive at night just that that would be the total vibe lights vibes music sounds good things nice quality materials lasting items you know what i mean um what's the decor um as far as like the furniture i'm i would i would like to be a minimalist because like I said I want to have really cool things in my home you know what I mean so furniture would have to take a back seat to the other things that I would have that would be really really cool I like that. so um yeah that's it like a sneaker room 
You know mm, what I'm saying? You know, I, I need that. Right. <laughs> you know, just things that, you know, like a room, I would have a closet. I would have to have a few closets now that I think about it. If money is no object, because I would theme the closets to what went in there. Like you have a closet for all your active wear and those things. Yes. Underwear. Oh, then you have a, 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 I was going to say, I would yeah. love if my closet looked like um on 34th Street, the uh, House of Hoops or whatever that's on there. Like if it just was like a store display and I could walk in one by, do I feel like Nike today or if I feel like designer or if I want to dress down? Or if I want to do that, would be awesome. Imagine like a whole floor in your house just being a closet, yeah. So that's just different, something like that. I like that because you want the vibe when you're getting dressed, you want it to match whatever the mood is. So, a dark wooden closet room that houses all my suits, you know, with brass fittings and a a three way mirror in every corner, things like that. So, yeah, just you know, just fun, whatever I decided I needed. I would also collect art pieces and artifacts from culturally relevant places, times, things like yes, that. Yes, that's the so, best. So um, I would definitely be the person that it's so funny. I'll say this and then we can move on because I know it goes forever. <laughs> but speaking of Cedar Point again, I saw um, the amusement park that I told you guys I love. I saw last week that they were selling some of the bumper cars from the original Dodgem that they had there at Cedar Point, the actual bumper cars. Oh, shit. Since they got so rid of the Dodgem. The bumper cars were only like $600 a piece. So imagine what? if you take wow. two of them, right? You buy two and then have them cut out and create it, make them into like custom like chairs for you to lounge in and your cut living room. I would do shit out. like that. Oh, see, yes. your house would be more art based. More art based completely. Cool. Like that that would be the direction I would take things. Just a cool um left of center direction. Um What city are you in? Definitely New York. Oh, uh, I would okay. I would only live in L.A. if I absolutely had to because I don't want to drive anymore, although I love cars and driving. I don't really want to do it unless I have to. So I would definitely be the one who would have a driver full time and like that. Uh, what? Would be yeah. Where in New Hop York? Where would I live here? Probably downtown, Tribeca, mm-hmm. um, on, maybe Tribeca. somewhere closer to the water, closer to the, um, you know, I, I, that, that would be like my vibe. Lots of glass, lots of like windows everywhere. You can see floor to ceiling windows. I don't care. I'm going to be up in the air. I don't care about people looking in. So my bedroom and another thing that I want, I want an instrument in my bedroom, a musical instrument, something large. So either a piano in my bedroom or I really would like to have a harp and learn how to play it because I think that would be super sexy. Uh, Yeah. Chuck had Chuck Harmony. Shout out to him. He has a huge piano in his bedroom, yeah, <laughs> like across from his bed. So he literally gets up from bed and goes and plays the piano. That's that's, a, that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm like you're so funny. That's everything. If you wake up with that song in your spirit, and you just, just gotta it get it out and roll out, and it's right there. Can you imagine getting a BJ while you play the harp? Oh my god! <laughs> I listen. So it would that would oh be the god. so that would be like the move. You know what I mean? <laughs> We could go on. Go what, on. what cars in your driveway? You know, I would just be What's driven. Driver I would be driven. Right, right, so right. obviously, I would have. I don't know if I would want anything like too flashy. I would have something for those moments, but. To drive me around, probably just like a like a S class Benz or something like that. Something nice, but not like overly, you know, um, ostentatious or whatever. Like just something nice and low key that I can just be driven but around like and comfortable. Sleek and sexy. Yeah, of course. What All, color is it? Black. 
Black. What color am I? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> black, black interior, black rims, black windows, All black, black handles, no chrome whatsoever, just completely blacked out. Ooh, shit. Which takes us into the territory of being ostentatious, but nonetheless, you know, I just, I, that's that's how I would roll. So I come in, I sit down, mm-hmm. what are we eating? What's Whatever you want to eat, honey, stove? the chef. What, what do you need? Because I know you eat a certain way, mm-hmm. so we would have the oh, chef. Oh, so you have your chef that's going to be cooking. Oh, I'll my cook God. when I want to with the assistance of the chef. I love this Fifty Shades of Grey ass house. <laughs> yeah, my house would be fun. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, it'd be a good time, very artsy, um, and like I said, just a place, being home and being comfortable is very important to me. Mm. Um, I'm from the Midwest, so entertaining, you know, going over to people's homes for special events, that's what I know. So my house would definitely be um, welcoming and accommodating to those sorts of situations. Everybody would love coming over my place because, you know, within within with the exception of tearing my shit up or impeding upon my life in any way, you can do whatever you want over there, you know? <laughs> so it would just be a great space. And another thing that I would absolutely have, I would build out a room or two and make it like the biggest paradise playground that you could have for kids so that when my friends' kids came over, like I have a guy baby on the way right now. So like when the guy baby came over, they would have like whatever you can think paradise would be for kids. So think like, part of the room being grass with a picket fence and oh playhouse in it. Think a slide from one floor to the next. Think, you know, <laughs> a, well, however much of like one of them oh, ball pits I could get yeah. in the house. Oh, Think, in you know, okay. like that. I would have a space like that created so that when my love, yeah. So your home is an experience. Yeah, absolutely. And then last question, what will it smell like? Um, I like vanilla scents for the home. I, I like, and if you really want to go, like, if you really want to go down to it and be hood, you know, them Glade candles, like the, uh, the clean linen and yes. then which other ones? Warm cotton. Warm, well, clean linen and then there's a, a Moonlight Whispers or something like that. Oh Angel Whispers. You know, I would work with somebody on the fragrances. Sweet. Nine times out of ten, though, the house would smell like me because I would always be on the go. So, you know, you spray your cologne before you walk out. That's what my house would smell like. <laughs> I have two things. Creative visualization. I just think people need to do this. Yeah. Sometimes it's important to flesh out if money wasn't an issue, if location wasn't an issue, if you weren't tied to a job, if you could literally live the life of your dreams, what would it look like? Step into it, walk into the rooms, create it, decorate it. What's the smell? What are the walls shaped like when you step into your driveway? What does the house look like? Sometimes people don't even give their mind time to play in those spaces. And it's like, how do you think you're going to step into that feeling if you don't even know what that feeling is? And I think that that's what I've been learning so much is just to cultivate what that feeling means to me so that I can start being like, you know, getting closer and closer to it. And that's what I've been doing with my home. Even today, like Jade and Crystal and I made a pact that we're going to read a book a week. It's just something that we want to do. We're like, let's just get back into that space of like taking time to ourselves and reading. So I created a reading nook. I have like a little really cute bookshelf and I bought a Thai mat. It unrolls Mm -hmm. and then rolls out. And then I uh, filled it with these shag pillows and bought like a lot of shaggy um, patterned like mud cloth blankets and kind of mixed different textures because looking at that is going to inspire me when I get up in the morning to want to sit there in that section with those pillows and those books is right. I created a little bookshelf next to it, you know, so that's why I think like 
make it surround your goals. Make it surround what you want to have more of in your day. Like, I, you know, now people come into my house, they'll see that reading nook, they'll think like, that's so cute. But they don't realize that I created that out of something that I want to feel more of. I want to feel like I'm someone who is more immersed in the books that I want to read. And so, you know what I mean? So like, that's why I think it's important to feel out what your ideal space will be, because that'll help you integrate a lot more of what your life should feel like on a day to day basis. So you don't let nobody sit over there. If you want to read a book, <laughs> <laughs> get out my nook. You made me want to add to my um, my house. Please. Okay, add. so I, on my third floor, because I'm the only nigga living there any damn way, um, <laughs> I want to have like a movie theater because it ain't going to disturb me. Oh my so God, a movie theater. I want to do a theater in there so after we get high, which is the second thing that I'm going to add, I'm going to come back to that. We can come up to the movie theater and watch like favorite shows that we like, projects mm. that we're working on. We can screen shit, do all that sort of thing. But then when we come back downstairs and we go out to where the pool is, you go past the pool, and there's going to be a pool house slash grow house. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I got to grow my own weed. That way I ain't got to find a weed, man. I got my own, but, oh, just go get something out the back, you know, out the grow house. <laughs> so then niggas that's coming through every week, they got purpose. They coming through because they got to get their orders of weed that they're selling or, or taking down to the dispensary or doing what they do. And that's part of my business. So then some weeks I don't have to leave my house. I love it. <laughs> Because you know that started thing. I was like, damn, how would I be this rich? And what would have to happen? See, that's you creating the feeling you want to feel. I want to be high and I want to watch a movie. So I need a theater and a grow house. Boom. And that's exactly how you need to visualize what your house feels like. What are the things that you want to fill your day with? And how can you create a house, a home, a space that caters to those things happening? That's That's literally how I've decided to make my apartment. Like, it has to be... What I want to read more, I want to cook more, so then I need to buy this, that, and that's why I was asking you guys, should I get a crock pot? Should I get, you know, like I need to be mm. surrounded Do by the Do you like thing. the crock pot that you chose to get? <laughs> the instant pot. The, 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 the aura. <laughs> I haven't used it yet. Oh, but I will say I use that Hoover. Oh, I know mm-hmm. you're loving it. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? Shit. People were like, can you tell me what the model is? Because apparently a lot of people want the Hoover, too. I be <laughs> underestimating the things people are interested hey. in on the show. But hold on while I pull it up. Oh, here it is. <laughs> um, let me see what the... Um, you know, when you get that good cleaning tool, everybody needs to Everybody was it. like, um, I don't mean but to what bother was that you. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you'd be thinking like, damn, I need to get me like a really good vacuum cleaner no, listen, or it's the, floor cleaner. It's the Hoover Floor Meat Deluxe Hard Floor Cleaner. And it has spin brush technology, dual tank technology, which is what I was talking about. It has a tank on one side that has the water and the solution you add. And then the other tank is the dirty water tank. And let me tell you, and Crystal told me, she was like, listen, the first time you use that, you're going to think you never cleaned your floor. Because that tank was black. I sent a picture to Maya and Maya was like, gross. <laughs> like, damn, girl. Yeah. She was like, what y'all been walking in because it was bad. I was like, that's crazy. And y'all know how clean I am. So yes. I was like, that really made it look like I just been prancing around my house and all my streetwear. But it just goes to show you how deep 
that clean is, and I love it. They've been I doing love, that shit on purpose. They put a little dirt in there for the first right, use to so make them use like, yeah, it really works. You see how dirty your shit was? Like they run them all across Michelle Rodriguez's floor, but they put it in your box. <laughs> but it was just so awesome. It's really easy to assemble because that was my ner- like I was a little nervous when get, the box came. They charge you the assembly for seventy dollars. You're like, do right. you not get this? Right. And then Jade was making fun of me. She was like, I would pay to see you put that shit together. I was like, whatever. And so I put it together. It was really easy. Yeah. It took me maybe five minutes tops. Was able to use it pretty quickly. It's easy. It's quick to assemble. It's just a clean process. It's not messy at all. It has like the button when you want this sh- more of the solution mm-hmm. to shoot out. You just shoot it. The the handle folds, um, so you can put it away and store it really easily. Everything's yep. easy to clean. Easy to clean. And let right me now. tell you, you, my floor it? looks so good. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I was staring at it. It's like so clean, so shiny. The apartment smelled like it's never smelled before. It's just like a f- next level freshness. That's so. why them plants are growing like that. I heard you turn that dirt over in that uh, <laughs> vacuum cleaner one time. He's like, let me just cycle it through here and dump it back in the pot. <laughs> Okay. I just, I'm just so happy between that and then my plants. You know, I have so I have 23. I counted. I've <laughs> met 23 plants. So you know, the air in my house is next level clean. So yes, I just Lord. feel good. I feel good. And you so got, that's you all got I wanted. The floor mate. Yeah, the floor mate, deluxe. I got the deluxe oh, okay. one. <laughs> and the model I got, obviously, I don't remember oh, the full number, but I just know the last two numbers were 65. So I don't know if that helps you anybody. Got, did you get the, uh, <laughs> you got the floor made edge hard floor cleaner? Edge hard? No, that wasn't on the box. So Power I'm... scrub. Damn, it's a whole ton of these. Yeah, mine is just the floor mate hard cleaner deluxe. That's what it's called. Now I'm about to do the comparison. <laughs> I love being, sh- I love shopping to and reading like, all the shit. Right. <laughs> you know, I was reading all them damn reviews. But yeah, so that's what I just wanted you guys to step into. Just step into what your experience will be and start visualizing that and play in some fantasy. I don't think as adults, we give each, give ourselves enough time to fantasize a little bit and Think of what our dream lives will be so that we can get closer to it. And that's it for this Closer to our dreams. Segment. <laughs> now let's jump on to Mr. Music Man. What you got for us, Asante? It's the Music Man segment. <laughs> Give me all the life you can. Do you hear me? Okay, theme song. Um, Welcome to the Music Man segment where we get to talk about all things music. We've already been talking about the Grammys in this episode. And um, there are just a couple of little random things that I want to talk about, because earlier I was saying, you know, you can say whatever you want to say about whatever. That One of the things that I was trying to get at, because that's a broad ass statement to make, is I hate when people bring up these comments, like when I'm talking about Cardi or Nikki sometimes when they're like, I hate when it's like a choose. Are you making people choose? And it's like, no. I'm not choosing nothing. I'm talking about whatever's happening at hand, and I really don't give a hell what the hell they're doing, for real, for real, as long as they give me my records. And not to be rude, because, you know, Cardi hates Nicki for good reason, and I'm sure Nicki hates Cardi for whatever her good reasons are, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I don't know neither one of them. And I say that to say, um, I have been enjoying... I can't believe I'm saying this on this show. I have been enjoying Nicki's Bust Down Barbiana. Oh, gosh. And... <laughs> I have been enjoying it. You know, I talk a lot of shit about Nikki, but I have to give her props where I feel like, you know, she deserves them. And what I will say is I think it's funny because I just think it's funny how, um, what's the nigga's name? Blueface was on Breakfast Club and how he was saying that he was putting out the remix and that Cardi's going to be on the remix. 
And so I just thought that it was so funny that Nikki did this. I don't know if it was planned. I don't know. I don't care. But I care. I like them both when they're doing the things that I like. And with all of that said, I hope that when the remix comes out and Cardi's on it, that it, the record's so fly that y'all will annoyingly put them together. Like y'all will do mixes and mashups. Because to this day, <laughs> to this day, whenever you're in the damn club and they play motorsport, the two best verses of the two things you're really there for are Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. And I think that it's dope that there's that out there. And I know that that's going to be annoying for them to have to deal with. But I just like seeing everybody doing things that I like them to, to be doing. So for the Bust Down Barbiana song, I didn't like the original by Blueface. I felt like it was ridiculous. And so when I heard Nicki was putting out this remix, I thought to myself, well, this shouldn't be too hard for her to do because she raps like this any damn way. She just does it on beat. And so when it came out and the, the I mean, because this nigga is never on beat. It's like, where are you going? Um, <laughs> but when Nikki does it, you know, she, I feel like she used to do a lot of sing songy bubblegum type shit in the back of the day anyway. So when she puts out this record and she's like uh, Papiana and Capiana, like she's just taking this for this dude and is like working it the way that it should be worked. And I think that it's cute. And maybe he should be consider uh, doing becoming a writer or A&R instead of an actual artist. But uh, that's another conversation we have to get into. So I just really wanted to share that piece because somebody was coming at me on Twitter when I was saying something about I can't wait for uh, Cardi's mix and they were like you were just on live talking about how you love Nikki's version and making me feel like I need to choose and it's like I don't really gotta choose shit like they they, wait, were, they both... were insinuating you couldn't support Nikki's and be waiting for yeah. Cardi's yeah they were, they were saying you just ta- you just got off live talking about how you actually like this version so don't talk about uh, Cardi how you can't wait for her to drop hers and oh, I'm, like, I'm like I can I can want both I can want both. I can want both, and I can also want neither if I ever so choose. Right. And I feel like a lot of people forget we all can have our opinions, and it's not life or death. And I just think that that's what happens a lot with the Grammy conversations come up because sometimes we really want an artist to win, and an artist doesn't win, and it's like, that's some bullshit. Like, my artist should have won. And then people are like, "Ah, I hate when y'all do that. Y'all don't know what it goes in for this artist to go through this hard work. And it's like, we do get that. And uh, and a lot of people don't focus on that pretty much never, really. But I think that's just kind of where the culture is at a lot of the time. And it's important that if you are going to bring up, you know, the whole argument of like, let this artist enjoy this moment. Like, you know, why not just be like, well, I enjoyed this artist because they did this. So, you know, I'm sorry that your artist didn't get it, but better luck next year. Boop. And like play it off and make it playful. Don't start coming at people for real, for real. Like, uh uh-huh, you talking about how you like Cardi, but, you know, you sitting up there with that podcast that's not doing numbers or some sideways shit, and it's like, what? This doesn't even have to... I can't even assault uh, assault you because I don't even know you. No, but, like, something to that effect. Like, (laughs) like, But, you know, when people get personal with you like that, it's like, I can't even clown you because I don't even know you, so why would I do that or waste my energy doing that? And I feel like whenever, like, these heated discussions come up on music and stuff, a lot of people get like that, and I just think it's so interesting... But it's just stand culture. That it happens. I and as much as I love stand culture, I hate stand culture. <laughs> like I hate it because I think about all them days, like back in the day when it was like Beyonce or Gaga or whatever. Like everybody was like in their prime for real, and people were like, "Oh, well, your fave can't even reach these keys or octaves. So I don't even know why you're doing this." And it's like. I have never been that invested for real, for real. So when I do my music band segment, I really just like to talk about music like in a very casual, like what's everybody listening to? And if there are like issues and problems, then we could talk about that shit. But I don't think that I've ever brought up anything where it's really been like some fuck shit. Like I've never been up here trying to defend R. Kelly or no shit. So just food for thought for when people come in my mentions about certain things. 
And then and then hit me with the I'm about to unfollow your ass because that's happened to me too. And I've been like, because of your music opinion. Well, not because of my opinions as much as it is. Uh, like when I'll say I like Megan The Stallion, and damn, I hate that this is like female. Like it's always women when I'm talking, thinking about it now. But when I say women, I'm, women, 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 right. women, 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 <laughs> women, 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 women. Where's that from? You, you know, know where that's from. from. The Kardashian <laughs> mother. <laughs> you know where that's from. I am very entertainment. <laughs> my book will be coming out maybe next month or the month after. So I will be going live on Facebook at next week. And sorry, said, go ahead. Do come over here and say, I, I like, like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Andrew Caldwell. Actually, ain't no shout out to Andrew Caldwell. Why not? That's what we talking about. <laughs> Janelle Monet voice. I like that. Um, <laughs> another lesbian. But like when I say I like certain artists, there's always going to be somebody that has like a rebuttal or like something. And it's kind of like. I have learned to not really respond a whole lot to these tweets. Like, I really won't just, like, say anything. But there are just certain people sometimes that really—and I, f- I have to check myself sometimes. So, like, let's say on Sunday when I played the Buzz Down Barbiana song for y'all, I really just want to see what y'all thought about it. I wasn't—my focus was not trying to make y'all like the damn song. But there are some people that are like, I can't understand why you just don't like it. Or they'll make you feel like you're an idiot because you don't connect with a certain artist or something like that. I'm like— that's never, like, my intention at all. Like, I've talked about Megan Thee Stallion on here, and somebody's like, you just talking about her because she talked about anime, and even that's a reach. She's not even that good of a rapper. <laughs> and blah, she blah, talked blah. about And anime. I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking right, about? Right, leave Tina Turner out of this. <laughs> <laughs> You're too quick. You're too sharp. <laughs> oh, my chest. So there's just been a lot of things. <laughs> A lot of opinions, mm-hmm. and I feel like this think peace culture has kind of been getting over, like, over into my world a lot. Because a lot of people will tweet me sometimes with recommendations, or they'll say thanks for like the recommendations that I give, or then they'll just like do too much, and then I'm like, why did this happen to me? Like, you're telling me all of this, and I don't care about none of it, and I'm so sorry to feel that way, but like, you can't just check me on music and what I like. I feel like it's personal. Everybody gets something different out of it. So like, let everybody live their fucking lives. Unless it's something problematic, then I guess I understand why the fuck you talking to me. But outside of that, people just do too damn much in stand culture and it's getting out of control. Boundary set. Boundary set. Don't hit a Sante with stand culture conversations <laughs> on Twitter. Right. Cause the hat is custard. <laughs> custard made. <laughs> the Kardashian <laughs> mutter. <laughs> Um, we can just do the listens lately for y'all. Y'all can tell me who y'all been who y'all have been listening to lately. Ooh, friend, I see you grabbed your phone. I always have to look because I want to be honest. You, you want to be honest? You know what came back to me? Actually, what is his name? Hold on. I was um. Oh, okay. So this is what I randomly came to my mind this weekend, and I listened to it. You know how that goes. I mm-hmm. listen to it for hours. Y'all ready? Y'all yes. ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Give it to us. Give it to us. Oh! <laughs> y'all should see how their shoulders automatically pop. <laughs> I felt so bad. And then, you know, the beat that. Doom, doom, you got to play that whole part, too. Just play it. Because, you know, he mixed this and Twister had a song that they mixed like this. She's the type of girl you want to marry. Hey. The kind of girl you walk the whole earth for. Friend. I'm telling you, hold keep, on, we gotta keep it. This part. Hold on, hold on. This is the part. 
Okay, 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 enough. I'm so Tell me that it just don't take you back to like in your body. The way y'all's shoulders automatically popped up. It came to mind, and this is while I was like organizing my living room, and I was dancing around. I was like, "What a fucking great record!" The jam, that beat, shout out. Oh, so that's the space I was in, and then it kind of just took me back to that whole era, and then I fell into Maxwell's Embrya album. Mm-hmm. Submerge, oh, baby, submerge don't play. Remember, oh, I baby, you talking about submerging? What is it? Yes. Ooh, friend. Oh, I just I wanted fell to sing along right there, but I just wanted to hear you sing it. So I shut I shut <laughs> I my ass up. <laughs> Can I just play this song really fast for you? Because Pharrell in that Please. era, he had a track. It was <laughs> I can't believe it. You are taking me. Listen, black. when I tell you I was so happy. And you know what I love about Spotify? Shout out to Spotify. When you play a song, then it creates like a radio station mm-hmm. of that type of feel. Mm-hmm. And so I just let it go. And it was just put playing records that I was like, oh my God, I haven't heard this. Pharrell was on uh, Twister's album um, The Day After back in the day. Ooh. And he had a song called Lavish with Pharrell. Mm. Ooh. Look at Justin. <laughs> He's like, you, you, you. This one I was obsessed with Pharrell. This driving music. Obsessed with him. You, you, you want that Rolex shining like the stars Don't worry, man, you can get rain Look in the sky and you don't see your dream Same Don't feel defeated Cause trust me, you can build it Now hear the words that I put when I speak same album as this Ooh. look same album as this song yes lord have mercy Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints uh, uh, Trey Song oh my god I really wish I could see them right now oh 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 Oh. Friend, thank you for that moment I, because welcome. I have to listen to this album all over again. <laughs> Ooh. And in the meantime, in between time. You ready? <laughs> this is thriller. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, imagine on my listens lately. Fucking thriller. <laughs> <laughs> That would be legendary. Hey, submerge, baby. Just, just catch this. Just for the youngins, I don't know what this record is. Just type in Maxwell and Embrya, E M B R Y A, and then. The all actual disc was pretty too. Oh, remember what remember? the disc looked like? It was and like that stone artwork. color. Yeah. Hit us with a max flow. Under. Under. <laughs> Enter your wonder, babe. 
she heard the noise. Shit, I need to play this about Dustin Reeves' story. <laughs> right, that, right. <laughs> so this will kind of give you a peek into the vibe I was in this weekend, where I was Baby. just I was in full blown nostalgia. Yes. Um, but I do want to also shout out Raven Lene. Yes, who I, we haven't mentioned in a while. Randomly started listening to her Midnight Moonlight EP. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a record called Unknown. Before she tried to be Dana Ross. <laughs> this is called Unknown. Y'all can see Dustin. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Ain't that a vibe? Mm-hmm. Well, Dustin likes it. Okay. Dustin approved. <laughs> oh my God. Sometimes I just wish. I should have put that on on IG. (laughs) Okay, and then last, I already gave y'all like 15 songs. Remember I mentioned uh, Lolo Zouai? Yes. Girl, I thought you were about to say Lolo Jones. <laughs> I am not fucking with Lolo. take a left. <laughs> <laughs> I am well, not fucking with Lolo. We'll get, get there. <laughs> we're not there yet. We'll get there. <laughs> so Lolo Zouai has a record. Last week I played, or two weeks ago, I played her record called Jade featuring Blood Orange. Yes. And her record called Desert Rose. Lolo Zouai, by the way, her last name is spelled Z-O-U-A-I. She has a record called High Highs to Low Lows that I've also had on repeat this weekend. If you follow me on Instagram at Hey Friend Hey, you heard me play it while I was organizing my curtains. Yes. And by the way, Raven Lene, the record I played before this, because I know people gonna be like, how do you spell that? R-A-V-Y-N. Oh, yeah. The last name is L-E-N-A-E. So Raven Lene, Low Desert Lows Rose, right? De- um, this one is High Highs to Low Lows. But the other one was Desert Rose. The one that no. was about not being turned on. Raven Lene's was called Unknown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here really answering him. Rhymes in the pen like, don't do it, friend. I'm like, no, it's called. It was a desert rose. <laughs> Anything else you've been he listening to lately, for. friend? Um, I'm like trying to. No, that's it. Oh, you know, how do you say it? Is it Toro y Moi or Moi? That's what I'm saying. I think it's Toro y Moi. Cause I thought I it was those I assumed it was Moi, right. but I don't know if it's Moi. Because you know See, these and kids. that's what I'm saying. I don't know, but I don't. But y'all know who that is. I, I do, yes. He, uh, my friend was playing Baby Drive It Down from their new, the new project called Outer Peace. 
And it was just so sweet. You I heard was the like, whole project? I did. Because she was listening to it and I was like, you know, I need to... Oh, look, it won't even play. I was like, I need to um give it a chance because mm-hmm. I've played songs on and off, but never like the, the whole project. project. Right before two and then and this one too. You gotta dance like Tiana Taylor in that Kanye video. <laughs> Y'all dusting his pop locket. It's a jam, no friend. Baby Driver Down from it's a hell the, of a lot better Baby Shark. That's <laughs> the jam, friend. That this right whole there. project is really great, but that song, I'm playing that one because that's when my friend was playing. Can you send like, me that? Good. Yeah, I got you. I'll send you the whole project. Thank so whole I've obviously thing. been listening to a lot of shit. I got back in my music group this weekend, but I'll leave that so that Dustin can say what his <laughs> listening lately are. You know, I just was showing Asante... Um, <laughs> The screen of my phone when I looked at recently added, and there are five new Gucci Mane albums. Wait, not what? new albums, oh. but five I recently like, added Gucci Mane albums in my recently He's added. He's done shit like folder. that before now. You know, Gucci, one time he dropped like mixtapes back to back, and I was like, damn, nigga, I still working. So I've just been on this vintage, Gu- vintage Gucci kick, not the clothes, the music. <laughs> like Soldier Boy said, Gucci is canceled. <laughs> I am shocked. And I'm appalled. When Soldier Boy said that, I fell out. Can't but anyway, I've just been listening to Old Gucci Man and 42 Doug from um, Detroit. Also, I just want to give a quick shout out to, I think it's Dan and Shay, I think is the name of the group. It's a, a white group that was singing on the Grammys. Some song about a shot of tequila. When I tell you he was singing his ass off. I know people that listen to the show will know. Yeah. Dan and Shay, shout out to them because that was dope. And I did want somebody else to win album of the year. The Casey Musgraves is dope. Man, that project, I got to give it to yeah. her. I ain't got to give her nothing. <laughs> but, and the Grammys didn't either. But you are it's so good. Funny. You know when you just sit and something puts you in the moment and you're like, damn, okay. Like, yeah, I was like, you know what? I was like, you know what? <laughs> I mean, I'm, not I was really, I'm not really. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding on. I just gripped the table, yeah, y'all. I was holding on. For some reason, I can't really get into country. I don't know why. Hmm. It's hard for me. But hmm. there are some songs <laughs> that be hitting. You just got to give it credit. For some reason. <laughs> it's just. Don't oh, my spirit. But there are some songs that hit. Shout yeah. out to Carrie Underwood. Hell yeah, okay. Carrie Underwood. I know you won't. The, everybody homework, with, which I told y'all this a couple years ago, but we're going to revisit this. This yeah. is continued learning. <laughs> Look up Carrie Underwood. I know you won't live at the Opry when she's got on that animal print sequence dress. There you go. And, um... Twain. Tanaya? Shania Twain. Tanaya Twain. 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 Her sister. Her sister. <laughs> Tanaya! Get your black ass down here. Your sister finna perform. I don't call that woman Tanaya Twain. Tanaya Twain. <laughs> <laughs> right. She, that, she sound like she dates young... What's his name? Young boy. Never broke again. <laughs> Tanaya Twain. Shania Twain was... <laughs> 
You know what? Let me make up for that. I got one more song and then I'm done. It's Jolene by Dolly Parton. Bonnie Ray. Bonnie Ray got God's punishing me because this song won't even play. Why? Oh, you know what? It's the Wi-Fi thing, probably. Oh, right? Get off that Wi-Fi! Damn. Why does it do that? Wi-Fi? Why can't you work? <laughs> Why? I need a my time. Here we go. It's called "Make Out in My Car" Ooh, by I, Moses I saw this Sumney <laughs> and Alex Isley. <laughs> The title caught my eye and then And that didn't even get to Alex Isley's part because y'all already know, but (laughs) you already know Moses Sumney, Alex Isley make out in my car. In the EY. Yeah, so that's it. That's it. That's it for now. All right, I have a few listens lately. Um, I want to give a shout out to LA. Um, it's spelled E L H A E. Where he been? And exactly, because you know I always be waiting for him. Um, be quiet. I like his whole little camp, but <laughs> we can come back to them whenever Southern they come. California. <laughs> um, he dropped a new project called Hennessy, or he dropped a new song, single rather, called <laughs> Hennessy. So this is just a little snippet of it. This is a whole album. No, just a song. Oh, Hennessy. In a sea, all in my system. Mix it with the champagne. Mix it with the champagne. Add some smoke and it's killing me. I got no wisdom. In a sea in my system. Right. Giving so, me a Motown J. And shout out to um, Tanisha Thomas for that feature. Y'all didn't hear her banging them oh. pots in the production? Wasn't her banging in pants? I ain't getting to sleep. That wasn't in pants banging at the beginning. So that's L.A. Um, that's a mess. She I next heard one from him Grammy. in a long ass time. So I wanted to make sure I shared that. Um, I also wanted to make sure because I will forget to share all of these people. Especially and I'm really saying here to, like Tanisha Thomas. I just <laughs> the minute he said the name, I, I already knew. I already thought to myself, okay. "Get the fuck up!" Oh, I was like, I was like oh, push baby. through them push pants. Through. That was at the beginning of that song. If you play it again, you'll hear them pants. <laughs> uh, also, I want to give a shout out to. Oh man, this is the wrong one. Why you had to do that? Oh man. <laughs> he said, "Okay, gotta give a shout out to them pants." Uh, I want to give a shout out to Mariba. Who's Mariba. been out there? Damn, what's the name of the new song? Oh, here it go. I still be playing her record. What is it? Black Car? 
Yeah, black Oof. truck. Black truck. <laughs> I be messing everything. <laughs> black truck is a move. She's on tour. Uh, is she? I think she's on tour with JID. That's dope. The oh, Catch shit. Me If You Can tour. And I've been listening to his project too. With I think it's if I'm correct, it's JID, Saba, and Mariba. Saba? Mm-hmm. Or Sababy. Sababy? No. no. It could be Saba. Yeah. Oh yeah, Catch Me If You Can tour. Star Mariba, Deontay Hitchcock, JID, special guest Saba. Yep. Yep. As a solid flyer. The guitar man sing. Good. It's not like they play it at a coffee shop where they put a little martel in the coffee. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I have the sweet, I have the sweetest memory of Mariba. I tell you, it was one random night. I went to a house party with her and India Sean in yep. Atlanta, and we ended up in the backyard of the house <laughs> Which, the, on a trampoline, on a trampoline, stargazing, and just have you know one of those nights, yeah. and everyone was smoking and. Just talking about life and how crazy it is and staring at the stars. And I always remember that. Anytime I hear her records, I always Did she have that guitar? No, that would have been lit. But the house was dope because it was just musicians in different rooms just like jamming out. It was weird. It was dope. You I was like, this is like a dream. Experience. Was that that, the that's house? a once and once in a lifetime. Yo, shit. like when was Earth it, Gang there and all yeah, that. I've never been where but they I remember. Create. Yeah. And so India was like, I gotta take you to this house. Like you're gonna love it when you get in there. That's I was dope. like, I'm thinking it's like a party party and then we walk in and it's literally just like all these different Atlanta musicians hanging out. Just kicking in it. different rooms. Rapping, playing piano, guitar, like writing. I was like, okay, this is fucking heaven. <laughs> I bet it was. God. So that's, that's my memory of Marie, but she always triggers that thought, which is a nice feeling. It's Shout dope out that they had that, that space. Um, yeah, apparently that's like where they would come together, the like more indie Atlanta scene yeah. and, and kind of just vibe out for hours. Hours. They were there forever. It was yes. dope. I've always liked that. Like, I've always loved black people. Being alternative Like that's always been Something I've really enjoyed Especially when we do too. So many of those Like white radio episodes Like we all enjoyed Like we just talked The other day About like Goo Goo Dolls And stuff like that And how much we love That sort of thing So when people are Making songs like this And they play like That play in those spaces yes. Yeah man um, The song I played Was called Bet But she also has a song Called Planet U And it's just the letter U And I just have to play it Cause um, I, I was falling in love With her all over again Like damn Like there's so much Space for you And I'm glad to hear That she's on tour right now Cause yeah, she needs man, to be Yeah man that's a big tour J.I.D. I love her tone. Got you on my mind more than half the day. But I like it there. They disappear. Tell me, she's jamming. 
I like this. I love music. This how you do at the concert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I'm glad y'all cannot see this. I'm so happy. That's how you do at the concert. (laughs) (laughs) Little arm wave. (laughs) That little shimmy. But yeah, that's so real. That's me at Afro (laughs) Punk. Little friend. Just a little sway. Woo, shit. Um, but yeah, I had to talk about those. That's me at Brooklyn Bowl. <laughs> that was. Sidebar. I had to go over there for something last week. Mm-hmm. There is so much shit over there in that part of Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Dope yeah. ass apartments, like stores, all that stuff. Hell yeah, that's where I go thrifting. Yeah, I was like, okay, then. <laughs> it's the place to be. Um, last artist that I want to talk about really quickly is Saw Baby. When you said Saw, I was going to talk about Saw Baby already. So I saw, is you talking about Saw Baby? But um, mm-hmm. he's a rapper. Uh, it's mm-hmm. spelled S A H B A B I I. I talked about him a couple of other times, maybe one other time for sure, because um, he has this record called Anime World, and I was talking about how I love it. He rapped about all these anime things, and I get it, and I know what it's about. But um, there's a song or a couple songs before that where he has this artist named T Three featured on them, and I wanted to talk about one of the songs called Sunny Days, and I just want to play a little snippet of it. You listen really carefully, you hear a Pokeball open right before it starts. Are you serious? That was it. I would never have known that. So for your mumble rap fix, that's what I'm doing right now. And that's really it for the Music Man segment. Thank you all so much for participating. Yeah, that was fun. Postage rates have gone up again. (laughs) Thankfully, with Stamps.com. You get five cents off of every first class stamp and up to 40% off of priority mail. That kind of savings really adds up, especially for small businesses. Plus, stamps.com automatically calculates and prints the exact amount of postage you need for every letter or package you send. Best of all, stamps.com is completely online, which saves you time. No more inconvenient trips to the post office. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter any package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer. Anything you could do at the post office, you can now do from your desk for less. First of all, that's so cool. Okay. Are you kidding? Because them prices did go up, and I was like, didn't the prices just go up for a postage? I and just it- love, see, I'm still getting used to the fact that everything now is so convenient mm-hmm. from, like, ordering your groceries. Yes. You know, it's kind of scary because it's like you're never going to leave your house. But because this is the age of convenience and we are small businesses of okay. our own, anything that'll help us save some time of the day is okay with me, and I'm embracing it. So I know that's right. You know? <laughs> so right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. What? That's right. That's really awesome. So see for yourself why over 700,000 small businesses use Stamps.com. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in friend zone. That's Stamps.com. Enter friend zone. Let's move on to the TV Land segment. Dustin Ross, tell us what you've been watching. So speaking of Atlanta, 
I want to give a huge shout out to my dear friend Antonio Brown um, in Atlanta, who's actually running for District 3 City Council. Um, Yeah, he's a a entrepreneur. He started a company called Level 13. It's a brand that's carried in like Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom's, all that stuff. Congratulations. He's decided to get into public service. So this is someone I've known for over 10 years. Um, Great person. So if you're in Atlanta, vote. I believe it is March 19th is the vote or March 9th. I can't remember. And I hate that I'm not accurate with that information. But if you go to voteantoniobrown.com. Everything you need everything. to know is there. Yeah, and he's a good guy. So if you're in Atlanta, vote AntonioBrown.com. Check it out. Do your thing. Okay. TV Land. <clears throat> this <laughs> week, throat. there's two shows that I want to talk about. You're right, March 19th. March 19th? Okay, so District 3, March 19th in Atlanta. VoteAntonioBrown.com has all of the information about him, his platforms, the way he feels about different issues. And I know they're doing a lot of canvassing right now, and he's doing a lot of, like, community meetings and stuff. So shout out to him doing his thing in Atlanta. Go on, Atlanta. Get educated and get your ass out there. (laughs) Okay, but... There's two shows that are on my heart this week, so those are the ones that we're going to discuss. The first one is Love and Marriage Huntsville. Oh, okay. My God. I say love after lockup. Thank you to which we, we can we can definitely talk about that. That's our bonus. <laughs> <laughs> so the cat's out the bag. But anyway, <laughs> this is not your aunties, Alabama. <laughs> So, Love and Marriage Huntsville is about, again, background information since this is a new show. And I know not everyone is watching, um, so I'll give a little bit of background about the show. Um, It's about three married couples, two of whom, two of the uh, husbands are brothers. They both have the last name Scott, S-C-H-O-T-T. So, you know they're crazy because they ain't even spelled regular. S-C-H-O-T-T. Scott. So, it's about them, um, their wives, and then they have another friend, um, named Martel Holt, who's married to Melody Holt. Um, the three of those couples oh. have started an organization in Nashville called the Comeback Group, where they're investing in North Huntsville, which is a um, largely black populated uh, section of the city where people don't really make um, investments and improvements in the land and the structure, things like that. So they wanted to put money back in and kind of build the community up. So the show essentially follows their marriages, their relationships with each other and the comeback group, which is the conglomerate that they form to, like I said, get those things done. Did they have ads for the company like on the shade room? I don't know. Because I might be tripping, but I feel like people were like, can you you make them the the black business? Because people wanted us (laughs) to make them the black business. Well, I don't know. I'm going to find it. Yeah, let's find out. Because that would be interesting if that was them. And then they got a show based off of this business. And on the show, they're not... They're not at that point in the group being, you know, functional for me to even know if they had got to that point yet. So that's why I'm like, I don't know. Maybe yeah, they I'm are. Check. Yeah. But the show follows those couples. Um, so I just have a couple of notes, a couple of things that I want to talk about regarding it. First of all, thank you to everyone who has said I've gotten hundreds and hundreds of tweets from people who have said I'm watching this show because you told us to watch it and I love it and those tweets actually made their way to the executive producer <gasps> Carlos King so he's CK. very grateful that everybody's been watching it that um, is yeah. awesome Dustin if they have I'm a reunion I want to host it but anyway you would, so, you would enjoy it would I? I think you would yes. it's on OWN you said it comes on OWN on Saturday nights at 10 okay I'm um, a cat. how far 
how late am I already? Just four or five episodes. Five episodes. Yeah. Okay, so that's so I'm nothing. gonna watch. I'm you, gonna watch you're gonna and enjoy catch up. it. It's not like a lot of extra stuff. Like they're just regular people with the business. No drama to, and like. Well, they have like little like marital issues and stuff like that. But no, not, but I not mean like cat. bottles eh. being. No, no, nothing, nothing like that. that. Right. Nothing okay. like that. At you know, all. They, you know, they they country conservative, so they kind of like like oh please, you know, <laughs> we ain't niggers. But still, so it's so messy in its own way. It's just good. Yes. Um, so one of the one of the cast members, Letitia, really, really um, burns my biscuits. Yes. She just does. <laughs> Every episode, she drives me crazy. And what drives me crazy the most about Letitia, I had these notes, but fuck that. We're just going to talk. So Letitia is the type of person who has nothing going on in her life, right? She's a, I shouldn't say she has nothing going on because she's a full-time stay-at-home mom, but that's the very thing that she's complaining about. If anybody can hit my foot, it's you, I'm friend. So, I didn't realize that was your foot. I don't mind at all. But, like, <laughs> so she's a stay-at-home mom, um, but she's been vocal about wanting to get out and do some other things. Mm. Her husband is the personification of toxic masculinity, okay? Right. He doesn't want her to work. He doesn't want her to do anything outside the home. He only wants her to stay in and take care of everything thing related to the children and their home. Is she okay with that or is that not? Here's where the problem lies with me when it comes to her. She's not okay with it, but she's so prideful that she tries to appear and feign, you know, this contentment with that whole sentiment when it doesn't exist. She actually hates it. And so every opportunity she gets to discuss how much she doesn't like it or how much she wants to get out the house and do other things with the other ladies. She does it as they begin to give her advice. This is a pattern. Okay. As they begin to give her advice based on what she brings to them about her situation. She then, once she feels like she's been in the quote unquote hot seat too long in these conversations, which she's not in the hot seat. They're just talking about her life, but she starts to feel stupid. The more the conversation goes deeper. And so she takes whatever she feels is a trigger for one of the other ladies. And she brings it up. She did it at the anniversary dinner for Melody and Martell that they planned that Martell and Melody didn't even want. They're experiencing their own relationship issues. Martell had um, he was in an entire relationship with someone else outside of his marriage. Did not stop when his wife found out she left for six months. There was a whole period where they really had a, a critical breakdown in their marriage. Right. Melody's been upfront about that. Melody is also the most outspoken cast member on the show. Mm-hmm. So some of the other ladies kind of gun for her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I like Melody. I is she too. the one with the shortcut? Yep. Yeah. The one with the shortcut and the blonde bang. Yep. <laughs> Who happened to be at Sidebar. She was at the Rock Nation Grammy Bunch and met Beyonce. And Beyonce looked so excited to meet her when she was <laughs> when she was saying hi to her. Oh, my God. Oh, God. You can go on Carlos King's Instagram and Melody's oh, to see all this. Oh, that's the one people were saying. It was Carrie Hilson. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it is because she looked, you know, her, the back of her neck do look oh. like Miss Carrie, baby. But yes. Oh, so damn, I cannot see it. <laughs> So Melody and Martell, back to my original point, which was Tisha taking these these jabs at them. She brings up the infidelity at the dinner once they start discussing her wanting to get out the home and do other things. She's sitting at an anniversary dinner that she threw for Melody and Martell and says, you know, it's so nice to be here and celebrate you guys' 10th year anniversary. Um, you know, how did you get past that infidelity, especially after you had a break like that? 
brings it up randomly. Oh, man. So that's one time she did it. Another time she did it was when she had rolled up in the beauty salon to see Kimmy, who is the other female cast member on the show, who's getting married to oh, her fiance. God, yes. What The first thing I noticed in that scene was that Letitia was rolling in once again with that stroller. She bring them fucking kids She's everywhere mm-hmm. she goes and it's ridiculous the stroller was too big to get in the goddamn front door of the salon you should have heard it bumping and bumbling the kids holding on to the side of the stroller cut it out can I just as it's coming in because she always brings them kids in the most inappropriate times and places as soon as I make this point she brought the damn kids to Miami for the wedding that they went for when Kitty and um um, Marcus or Kitty Kimmy and Marcus are there for their wedding it's a couple's trip y'all going to Miami for a, a bachelorette party a bachelor party who do we see in the first scene with them when they checking in in the hotel them goddamn kids they had a meeting at the comeback group That's that what her I was husband was, about. was working at working during who did she bring to the meeting, to the office? Them goddamn kids. And then she said it so, as a matter of fact, like, well, it don't matter. I'm always going to bring my kids to meetings and stuff like that. And it was kind of like, um, not at this age. Like, it's ridiculous. And they're actually in the way. They're literally right. in the way. And they don't even want to be there. Her kids aren't. They're small children, but they're old enough for us to be able to read their countenance. They don't even be wanting to be there. <laughs> they running around and stuff. They're not patient, cool kids. Like, they're not sitting there coloring. They running around coloring on stuff. They're making noises, playing they're games. Simply they're simply in kids. the way. They should be. Okay. Right. They're here. Yeah. They're in the way. And she always brings her kids there. It's uh-huh. ridiculous. So I'm tired of seeing that. Her husband, Marceau, has her exactly where he wants her. And I hate him. In the palm so of much. his hands. That's where he, he has her. Yeah, yeah. And it gets dangerous because, like I said, I know that she's unhappy with that situation. And as soon as she feels like the focus has lingered a little too long on her, she does whatever she can to trigger the other people at the table Mm -hmm. and move the conversation in that direction. That's a problem. She's made excuses about not being at Melody, brought her to a networking event to meet other professional women and, you know, start creating some contacts for her. (laughs) The next day they go to dinner and she says, well... I really did like it, but you know, before I can take lunch meetings with any of them, I got, I just, you know, I got to really clean my house and wash the walls. I have so much deep cleaning to do to wash my walls. And before I can, Melody was like, before you can take a lunch? Yeah, you like know. what you're doing right now? And her husband then picked up the conversation and began to say that he didn't want her ass working. Which okay. was pissing me off. And I hate to spoil it for whoever's listening, but I hate it when his when uh, Martel was asking the, the question to T- uh, Letitia. And then he was like, oh, 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 I, I got this. And she was like, baby, I think he's talking to me. No, he's talking to me. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. It was just that he wanted to answer the question. What? And the way he answered, because he wanted to answer for her, because it was a question about her working and shit. And he, done, and he was basically, so I, the way it's looking, I, I don't know if that could happen. And was kind of making it seem like the answer was no, but that wasn't, she wasn't going to say no damn no. So why are you speaking? It wasn't even for you. It was just so annoying to watch. And I was like, I would have been well out of She was going to say no, but she wasn't going to mean no. And that's why his actions were so jarring because it was literally like watching it take place right in front of your eyes. The manipulation, all that shit. But I don't really feel sorry for her because like I said, I've seen her intentionally do other things to throw people off. Start conversations about Melody when she's not there. Kimmy don't like Melody. Let's just put it out there. Every opportunity Kimmy gets to discuss Melody with um, Tisha, she does it. 
in a negative way, saying things like, well, go on there with your mini male wannabe butt or Melody always want people. Melody just wants somebody to be like her. She says things like that. When people make those kind of accusations about you, it's pretty clear, you know, what lens they looking at you through, a little haterish. And another thing about Kimmy, I feel like she puts on in the scenes. There was a scene where her and her fiance Marcus were playing basketball in the driveway with her son, who was a uh, freshman or sophomore in college, and then his son, who is a young little boy. He's like 10 or 11, maybe eight. That's all the same age. Somewhere down there. But, 10 or um, 11, maybe eight. No, it's all the same. Down there. But he was there, and she was just going out of her way to appear to be this really strict mom with her son and be involved with the other one's Jesus. life. And you could just tell he just read as fake and put on. So I was tired of all of that. Uh, Melody and Martell Holt. Like I said, that break, the infidelity was critical in their relationship. I certainly believe that if the cameras were not rolled, time was on his side. If the cameras hadn't been rolling, Melody would have left. She is literally at her wits end. Uh, that way. And you can see it in every scene when they have the discussions about it. She has not healed from the infidelity. Still an issue for her. Bottom line, the show is good and Ooh, everybody hot thing about needs this show. to watch. I'm in. It's a great show. It pisses me off when he plays that whole, I'm tired of you talking about our business to other people card, which makes her play the, well, you shouldn't be out here doing this shit. Like, she wouldn't have... She wouldn't be talking about your ass cheating if your ass would have never cheated. And you're like, well, stop telling everybody that I cheated every chance I get. Well, it's just like nobody wants to hear about that. But I don't want to be telling everybody I damn cheated, but they wonder why the fuck I'm acting the way I'm acting. It's because of your ass and you up here fronting and still doing the same shit because I be getting triggered for her when she's like, when he's, uh, she's like, you know, so where were you last night? Or I thought you were going to the gym. And he's like, oh, um, what, what are you talking about? Motherfucker, you said you was going to the gym. Oh, and I said, no. and the way that is, I don't know if it's the editing. I don't feel like it is. He just seems like a nigga. So it's like, nigga, you're lying. I, I think there's two things that come into play <laughs> with this. Number one, the cameras are rolling. And number two, they're new to this. So they are still people who are feeling the pressures of representing every dynamic of themselves on camera. And when they start talking about this issue, they both start, they both still kind of feel like I'm not going to get played on camera. So they're right. going tit for tat a little bit to further links than they normally would because the cameras are rolling, not to put a scene on for it, but they just, they have to get their points across. They're new to this. And it's a real argument between them. That's real drama. And watching mm -hmm. it play out is, is bittersweet because it's interesting. But then, like, I know they're being sincere. And so seeing her face when she's talking about how she feels about all this is just... It's, it's a lot to deal with. So the show is good. I love, love Mary Huntsville. Watch it. Um, One last question for mm -hmm. you. When Martel was wearing that shirt in Miami, did you consider him country or everybody country for judging him? Neither, because wasn't none of them dressed either. Cause so I didn't understand what the point was. He had on a flowered shirt, and they was kind of hating on it and shit. But they all looked... They looked like they were from Huntsville, Alabama, right. and on vacation What's in wrong Miami. With a flower shirt. They was like, "You look like you're bringing back the eighties, nineties. Oh no! I was like, um, <laughs> "You're all just dressed regular." So it's like, what? Last show I want to talk about is Celebrity Big Brother. We're down to the final five, the finale. So I feel like I can exhale and actually discuss the show without the pressure of. The two people who I'm personally rooting for, which are Tamar Braxton and Candy Burris, yes. actually winning it all. They've made it to the finale. Yes. We're going to find out this week who actually tomorrow night we're going to find out who wins Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother. So I'm OK with this. What I want to focus it's down on, to the two of them. Well, it's down to the top, the final oh, five. Like, yeah. The what? final five is the finale when it Got goes to Celebrity you. Big Brother. OK, so. 
I just want to highlight the fact that Tamar and Candy have had a journey in their time in this house. We keep up with pop culture, especially when it's when it's popping to the beat. You know what I mean? So we pay attention yes. to what black people are doing in the public eye, in that light, those celebrities like Tamar and Candy. We're familiar with the history of them being on tour together, why they fell out. We're familiar with the mutual friend that they have, which is Tiny Harris, who is Tamar's best friend since they were 19. Also Candy's group mate since they were 15. So there's a lot of ties that bind when it comes to the two of them. And they started off rocky. Tamar has a big personality. Candy has a big personality in her own way. Way, and the two of them had to come to some sort of um, agreement, basically, on how they were going to coexist with each other. And they did it. And not only did they do it, they did it on national television. They argued. They got to the bottom of what was going on and they actually banded together in this house underneath everybody's nose and helped each other survive to get to this point. And it was so great to see Um, there's such there's this stigma that follows Tamar around about her being difficult and all those things. And people can have their opinions of her behavior and stuff. But for once, we saw her in a good light and we got to see a happy ending to something messy and trifling. So I just want to applaud the both of them for their growth. I hope they win it all. Once we find out who won, then we can break down the strategy of the show and all those things. But I just wanted to highlight today Tamar and Candy finding peace because I think that's really what it was all about. And along the way, we got some hilarious arguments, great gifts, great memes, all those things. I hope not. I hate Lolo Jones. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's why she a virgin. Who said that? (laughs) Her horse face ass. Lolo Jones get on my nerves, man. She looked like Matt Barnes. Stop. Tamar. Tay. That's all I have to say about those two programs. Okay. Okay. That means it's time for... This This is a story. Yeah. Loaded. All right. Let's go, you guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's time for episode five of This is a Story. Tell us what the hell happened. (laughs) As she exhaled a cloud of opaque white smoke, she also released a sigh of contentment, albeit temporary, for once in life. It had been over 45 days since she'd last danced with her favorite dance partner of them all, Mary Jane. And although Katie was currently stretched out on a red velvet chase in her living room, in her mind, she and Mary Jane were waltzing and she'd been waiting a 45 day long forever to dance since she decided to go ahead and take the new job that would require her to compromise her intake and her integrity. But it would also almost double her income. So she broke up with Mary Jane and her old job, passed that drug screening and said yes to the offer. She now worked for the goddamn government. She brought the joint to her nude but glossy lips and took a much needed pull and exhaled her worries. Katie did not want to work for the government, especially not now. The job actually came to her all because she was, well, good at what she did. She took her work seriously and nothing meant more to Katie than being affirmed as legitimate. Even as a child, Katie was aware of the benefits of being recognized based on your talents and abilities. And that's exactly what had gotten her as far in life as she'd gotten. She took another pull, paused and thanked God, then exhaled a white silky ribbon of smoke toward her fireplace mantle. 
It was full of long-stemmed red roses and abstract blown glass vases, multiple awards for excellence in her field, and very tall ivory candles. Katie was intentional in everything that she did, and her fireplace mantle was an example of that. It was important to her that her awards were not only on display, but surrounded by classic beauty, roses and candles. It was the personification of everything Katie was, legitimate credentials and undeniable beauty. Hanging above all of that, there was a beautifully framed picture of her, her brother and their parents before their father had passed away. She hung that picture above her mantle because it, too, was an accomplishment of sorts. She could not believe that they were able to stand still that long and take that picture together after everything and everyone still family. She pulled the joint again, but this time closed her eyes and exhaled and released the thoughts that immediately entered her brain. These thoughts, they were beyond regret and they were way more intense than resentment. The more she thought about it, the more emboldened she felt in having these thoughts. Fuck it. She had reasons to wish that it was it was her and not him. Mom should have gone. Mom was the one who deserved to die. Mom earned her exit papers, but dad was the one who had checked out. Her phone buzzed, but it was in her bedroom. Katie only knew it was ringing because she was playing four-page letter by Aaliyah and the music had stopped. She definitely wasn't getting up to answer. She felt too good to be interrupted by anything, and plus she still needed time alone to sort through her thoughts about this new job. She could not believe she was about to be leading a team of state investigators who were focused on misappropriation and misuse of state-issued funding, all because she'd done a great job creating the marketing plan for the grand opening of the state capitol building, which housed the fiscal, the fiscal investigation department. Katie's presentation, her professionalism, and her impeccable attention to detail had enticed the powers that be to research her background. And although her dual master's degrees in business administration and communications were appealing, her essentially dormant undergraduate degree in criminal justice was just the legitimization that the state needed to invite her to interview to be a part of their team. They knew her value. They had seen it. And they also knew it would take an offer that she would not be able to refuse in order to get her to say yes. So that's exactly what they gave her. And 45 days later, here she was rationalizing to herself the benefits of taking this position. Katie was not so excited to be working for the government, but she was definitely excited to get back to work. And she was even more excited to be compensated for this work. With the amount of extra income she was about to have, she'd be able to invest in a startup business that she truly believed in, which was something that she'd been long wanting to do. Thankfully, through her previous position, she had been connected to several ambitious entrepreneurs with concepts that she saw potential for growth in. Hell, her own brother had a successful chain of childcare facilities and was just as business savvy as she was. Maybe they could do something together. The music stopped again which meant the phone was ringing. And this time they'd interrupted Blondie's heart of glass, so it better be worth it. Katie stood up and did a two-second stretch, then walked into her bedroom to get her cell phone. Of all people, of course this person would be the literal interruption of everything. Tony, what do you want me to help you figure out? Blondie is on and so is the clip, so expedite this please, she said. Warm and fuzzy. You sure know how to make me feel love, sis. 
Can I just be calling to say hi, Tony said? You got 20 seconds, T. 18 now. I think my girl is pregnant, Tony blurted. You think or you know, Katie replied as she stopped pacing her bedroom floor. I think, Tony said. She's not drinking and she's being way too distant, Katie. Excuse me, T, but isn't this bitch married? She needs to be distant, Katie snapped. I know, but you know what I mean. This is unusual and I don't know what to do. You shouldn't be doing anything, T. You shouldn't even be fucking her in the first place. And you definitely shouldn't have to guess her her, her, her placement in this affair. Relationship, Katie. I know you hate her, but you know I love her. Be my sister, not my mom. Katie calmed down immediately. She loved her brother more than anything in this world. I didn't mean it like that, T, she said. I'm sorry. Just, just ask her flat out. This is something that you both will have to accommodate, to say the least. So just ask her. Katie, if she's pregnant, I'm going to be in my child's life, Tony said. And so will I, Katie replied. But first, you and her need to talk and figure out what the hell you're doing. And be careful, T. This shit is dangerous, and I'm not going to lie and say I'm not worried about you. Crimes of passion are a very real thing. I love her, Katie, he said. I wasn't trying to do anything wrong, and, 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 and now I love her. And if we're having a baby, hold on. This is her beeping in. And just like that, the phone call ended. He was just like their mother, blinded by forbidden love and willing to risk it all. And just like Katie and her father had loved the baby that resulted from her mother's infidelity, she would shower that same love of an aunt all over Tony's child. She would make sure that he never let his child know that it was a mistake, just as she and her father, their father, had never let Tony know he was one either. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we love you so much, and we will catch you next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Bye. 